Hey, what's up, guys? In this episode of the podcast, I, list, I sit down with one of my good friends, Roy Lopez. I've known Roy for like 15 years now, give or take a few years. Good dude. Known him a long time, obviously. Always a good conversation. We talk a lot of baseball, so that's kind of what we jump into. This was fun. I, always, I mean, a little more fun. I got to stop saying that shit because they're all fun. But just a different perspective, you know. I've been here listening to a lot of Dodger fans, talking to a lot of Dodger fans, and hearing from a Yankees fan, you know, everything that happened with the Astros. It was a fun take. But, yeah, good dude. I go on and on about him, but he's a private guy. He doesn't even want me to give his social medias out. So, yeah, I'll let you fucking just jump in. Welcome back for another episode. Uh, my guest today is my good friend Roy Lopez. Roy Lopez, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Cheers, buddy. Um, good to cheers, see you. Happy cheers. birthday. Thank you, thank Fuck you. an old man. 32, right? 32. Salud, buddy. So let's get right into it. Fucking Astros cheated. People say it wasn't a big deal, but it, you, you, you and I probably... Oh, there's a lot of other people. We get to say all, all our baseball friends. Yeah. But I, I've been in group chats with you about different stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, baseball group chats, but like different times in our life. Yeah. You're one of the people that you know, people go for for the baseball. What did, it could be a long conversation about <laughs> this. Let's just get into it. Uh, to me, I, I think there's more than just them that really do it I, I think more than anything they were the ones um who got caught for the very reason that there was probably drama within the clubhouse if a player comes out and says something then that means that there was something broken there that that they weren't really united as how everybody thought that they were because i mean if you won you got your ring you got your money and everything i don't think anyone was even going to say anything but that guy came out either Either he came out because of an issue or he came out because now he's facing them. Now he's with the A's and he's playing them. So it's kind of now he's being, being uh, having his loyalty against um, having his loyalty against the, the other team now because now his loyalty is with the A's. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's certain things that players have always done that has always been acceptable just saying if you're in second base and you catch the sign and you're you're telling reading uh, giving the sign to the hitter um i think that's that's all fair and it is it's part of baseball but i think when they start going to they're actually using video cameras to actually tell the player what's coming or anything like that i mean that becomes a disadvantage uh, the one thing that uh, I forgot what player said, but he said I'd rather face a player on steroids and fl- uh, face a player that that knows what pitch is coming. Was to that him. Trevor Bauer? Mm, it was either Bauer or it was um, the Indians pitcher. Indians pitcher. It was Indians pitcher. Long hair. Uh, what's his name? Clevenger. I think it is Clevenger. Mike Clevenger. So he did an interview and 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 his whole thing was that. He was just like, they just disrespected everyone there, and, and they were proud about it. And he said, the thing that pisses me off the most is that at the end of it, 
the owner did get penalized. The coaches lost their job, but they're still walking around with the ring, and, and they're still able to, to say that they won a championship. There's a lot to dissect, so they just that's not at the beginning. But uh, so for those of you that aren't familiar with the whole Astros Red Sox cheating in 2017, 2018, 2017, we all know the fucking Astros beat the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Roy's a Yankees fan yeah. in um, the ALCS the AL Championship Series final game final game and then they beat the Dodgers in one of the best World Series I've ever seen yeah yeah and then 2018 the Red Sox beat the Dodgers um, in the World Series and start off with the Astros the Astros we know now they were using a video feed, like a live video feed, like not even the like television. Like they had their own camera set up, like right. not TBS, not fucking Fox Sports. It was their own live feed. And somebody sat at a right next to the dugout, like down the steps. There's pictures online. I think I shared them. Yeah. And they would literally bang a fucking trash can. <laughs> and so, like one bang, I, I don't know if it was one bang. Uh, I'll see it was two bangs. Two bangs on speed, yeah. one bang fastball. So as a baseball player, you know that. You you don't know location. It's still hard to predict. But you, if you know what's coming, it's hard. It's easier to just kind of be like, okay, it's a fucking breaking ball. I'm, I'm just going to take it no matter what it is. Right. No matter what it is because I'm not, you know, so you set yourself up nicely. And granted, they didn't use it every game. People say, well, does it make that much of a difference? Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, they... It's an unfair advantage to begin with, right? But then, when you see the splits, right, from road and the home, especially in the playoffs, yeah, especially the big guys, yeah, I, I mean, respect all whatever, whatever. Like, Altuve is one of my favorite players. I, I don't think I could say that. And people are like, really? it's like cheating. Is that being with you? Like, yeah, like fucking. I never liked McGuire. I didn't like you know all the steroid guys. Cause I was a baseball purist, you know. I, that's why I like Griffey. Right. Chipper Jones is my favorite, you know. Jeter, prime example. You know, these guys were never. There was no ever speculation that these ones were cheating. Right. I could say those three ever. There was any doubt about them. Right. I know people say, "Well, neither was Mariano, neither was Jorge." Pos-. No, no. I'm talking about like as far as prime time players, like the the top Every of the day top players. These ones were the three that nobody ever said. Like, I'm not saying Larry Walker ever did anything, but there was some mm-hmm. speculation. Maybe because you know, he was a big guy. He was, yeah. But these guys were like just athletes, and up to. I, I, I know somebody you know when you see like on Facebook um, memes or whatever but I even put like this is fucking five Hall of Famers on the same team at the time because they had uh, Aldule Bregman Springer yeah. Correa and then Verlander. they had Verlander yeah when they got Verlander there was five Hall of Famers on one team this isn't oh. fair no but that was before Coach oh yeah, before yeah. Coach. and that World Series dude now it's tainted like people say oh no yada 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 like Dude, it's tainted. Like, yeah. just like fucking the steroid years of 70 home runs, 73 home runs. I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. No, I know steroids don't make you hit, but they give you that fucking longe- longevity. Yeah. Like, you don't get hurt. You have better stamina. You don't have to work out as hard because you're just fucking juiced. Right. And another thing about the Astros is they were so fucking good, they didn't need to cheat. Yeah. So them cheating was just like a... Like they just shot themselves in the foot, though. That's a that's a thing. It's it. They didn't they didn't believe in themselves that they had to go and do something else. But uh, my whole thing is is is. I think the penalties that they got were bullshit. Bullshit. Let me tell you why. An ESPN report came out 
they, they all speak anonymous, right? So you can, we can't say, oh, it's a rant to GM, or it was this right. GM, or whatever. But a GM spoke to, um, it's not Ken Rosen, Jeff Passan, great writer on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Great baseball writer. He's doing all you're familiar yeah. with him, right? And he said on record, right now, at this fucking moment, if this was, remember, they're going to call it four days in January. You know how the four days of October yeah. is the Red Sox coming back again to you guys? Yeah. Beautiful fucking... Doc, uh, 30 for 30. 30. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you gotta you know, give credit where credit is due. That was, that was the year I had to wear the fucking... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Is he, is he going to post it <laughs> up and let everybody relive it? No. Um, thank you for being a great sport, you know? Fucking that's what I'm about. <laughs> Four days in January, right? This was like on the Tuesday or Wednesday. When think about it, put it this way. If you go tell any owner, fucking from Billy Bean to fucking Magic Johnson and his 1% ownership of the Dodgers, like tell him, hey, you're going to lose a first and second round pick for the next two years. You're going to get your fucking GM and your fucking manager fired. And you're going to lose $5 million. But you got a World Series. All of them, he's at 25 right now, will tell you, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. And the other five would be like, I have to think about it, and then they think about it and say, sign me up too. Yeah. Because first off, those two picks, those four picks, two in one year, two in the other, you just won the World Series, so you're fucking picking 30th. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And baseball, there's like fucking 25 rounds. NFL, there's seven, you know. Baseball, there's 25. Yeah. <laughs> Some players don't even get drafted, and they're and fucking in the major leagues. Sometimes not. The first round pick players don't always pan out. A good majority, you still get... A certain there's a certain percentage that that really make it to the big leagues because yeah. even if you're a first round pick that means that you have the talent now but you don't develop later on. Exactly. It's not the same like an NFL where no, it's like, yeah. where you go in right away. You still have three to four years before you make the major leagues. Fire a coach and a manager, dude. If you can fire the Tommy Lasorda's, the Joe Girardi's, the fucking Don Manning's of the world, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. You'll take a one series. GM's, dude, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. Assistant GM, they, they get all promoted. Yeah. Five million? You're in a fucking baseball team, you're probably a billionaire, dude. Not not only that, just think about how much revenue that they world made. Series. Just for a World Series, the merchandise that they sold. The parade, the, the parade, fucking the, concessions, the parking. They probably made that in a few games. The next year, just the attendance goes up because you won. People people want to go and see a championship team, so their their ticket sales went up. They All that money, and they're only getting hit with $5 million. Uh, that's right. The thing about that. That that's not even a slap on the wrist. That's just like kind of like a memo, like hey, that you probably didn't even read in your Gmail box. I got marked as spam because it literally tells everybody else, like, go ahead and fucking do it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, the whole thing that they were saying was that this was supposed to be the biggest penalty that was supposed to hit ever in any sport, not even just baseball. That it was supposed to be the biggest, uh, the biggest penalty that they were going to have. But honestly, I think that it fell or it happened at the wrong time because at the end of this year, uh, the players' union contract is up. So what I think is that um, the commissioner didn't want to put anything really on players for the fact being that this year he still has to negotiate a contract so there's still baseball for next year. And my whole thing is is that's why the, the players weren't really punished because easily what they could have done is just said, you know what, if we... If, if they confirm that cheating did happen, then there shouldn't be a World Series that year. Because you can't go back and you can't replay it and you can't say, well, we'll give it to whoever was next because 
those teams eliminated other teams to make it there. So it wasn't necessarily going to say that they would they were going to be the only ones they would face because it could have been other teams. So I think if you just wash that year and just say we confirm that this year this happened, so. No World Series. It's happened before when baseball went on strike. Nineteen ninety four. That there was there was no World Series that year. So I think having the same thing now, I think that would be the one thing because then you have the players that don't go and um, they can't say that they won a World Series. Yeah. They don't have that in their resume. They don't carry any of that. The second thing, take away the bonuses that the players made for winning, winning the World, World Series because a lot of times it comes with an incentive in your contract. Like oh, you fucking like a. Uh, one ALCS MVP here's a few couple hundred thousand extra here's whatever yep. I can also get a bonus but for the postseason yep. and I agree uh, what was I going to say the fucking the Dodger fans I've talked to none of them say give us a World Series no they all say I just don't want the Astros to happy the Yankee fans that I've talked to say I, we don't want the World Series Yeah. we just don't want the Astros to happy because yeah. that's bullshit because if you talk to Yankees fans, like, we were stacked that year. We could have beat... The, they should have beat the Astros. One game away. Yeah. And if they hadn't been cheating, yeah. who knows, right? Let's yeah. say they didn't cheat. And they, they still might have won. We're all fucking... Yeah, they might have still won. Yeah. They were that good. But Look at last year. We lost We lost by a walk-off. Yeah. A walk-off off of one of the best closers where he has two pitches... So the Altuve, all he had to do was just—it's not going to be a fastball; it's going to be an off-speed yeah. pitch, and that's it. That's all he yeah. sits on. I, 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 you know, people say, I, I really mean it. I don't wish injury on anybody. I don't want nobody to get hurt. You know, this is how they make their living. But you know, they're going to be getting pegged like crazy this year. They have yeah. so much hate in the league right now. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, I, I just, I'm a, I say forums, but it's mostly Reddit. But like on the Reddit forums, dude, everybody's like. Fuck, dude, like, because the people go on there that have sources, right? Like, yeah. they, they provide sources. Yeah. Like, spring training just started. All the, these people are like, dude, people are fucking pissed. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a fuck you to the league. Like, yeah. when they were good, I mean, you could understand, like, a shitty team doing it, like, yeah. trying a competitive advantage exactly. be on the same playing field. But these guys are some of the best fucking players in the league. Yeah. Before they were cheating, they were in the All-Star, you know, these guys are fucking studs. But see, that that's a thing. Now, that just tainted them that yeah. you don't know if that happened. If, if they just, just got cut, yeah. It, it could have been more that technically they really weren't great players they were probably good and this made them great so now that's tainted in in their reputation moving forward where it's going to be because if they if they come out and they struggle right away everyone's going to say it's because you did that yeah like no one's going to think of whatever no one's going to think of Arturo winning the MVP all they're going to say is if he struggles next year they're going to say he won because of that yeah because even even uh who was it um one of the players uh, for the Royals, uh, Merrifield, he came out and he said, I lost my all-star position because Altuve uh, won it and he was cheating. So it was like he had an opportunity to make the all-star team, that he's never made an all-star team, that yeah. you get a bonus and that goes on your resume. He he can't say that, that he accomplished that because yeah. there was a player there that did it and right away his first instinct was he took it away from me. And for those of you that aren't familiar with, with Merrifield, he's a solid player, journeyman. Like, he's not a star, but he's had, like, the last two, three years, he's been, like, above replacement. He's been almost all-star level, like he said. He was that close. Yeah. And to take something from him, you know, like, 
like his roster spot on the Oscar team is let's say he has, he goes back to not be like uh, being a so so player. Like he's still in the majors, but he's just a roster spot. Like he'll never have that. This one time opportunity to have that accomplishment. And a few things you touched on, like uh, Mike Fears is a guy that that not ratted, but he just told his teammate, "Hey, watch out." Yeah. When I was there, we cheated. Right. So I'm sure you're still cheating. Right. And that's what like, kind of caught headlines. What do you mean when you were like, "Yeah, we cheated." Like we cheated. Like I was part of the cheating. And people say, "Oh, well, now that he's not there, he's like he didn't go be a rat." Like everybody always gets mad at the fucking whistleblower, but he was just like, "No, I was letting my teammates know, like, hey, we cheat over there." Exactly. So just fucking watch your side because they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna do their best to fucking cheat. Yeah. And then everybody came, got mad at him, like, "Oh, I can't believe just because you're out, you know, like they said, because you're struggling now, you're on a shitty team." Like, no, man, I'm looking out for my guys because I know what they do over there. Yeah, and that becomes a double-edged sword because if he doesn't say anything and it comes out, then they're gonna say, "Well, you know about this all along, and you never told us anything." Yeah. So it's kind of like, what side are you gonna be really on? Are you gonna be on the side that you're currently on now, or the side that you were on before? Because at the end of the day, I, I mean. Even even the reports, like e- even when when the Astros players came out and they talked, like they they still they, they didn't admit that they did it. All they said is the commissioner's report came out, yeah. and you guys could go off of that. But we're the underdogs now. Where it was just like you're not an underdog, you cheated. Like that's not being an underdog. That's just you put yourself in that situation. And I, I said it from the beginning, like suspend them a year minimum, minimum, all of them, whoever was cheating suspend him for a year yeah that simple because that that sends a message right you yeah. suspended Avon for a year when yeah. he did the whole steroids thing yeah and then uh, what is it called immunity for a fucking cooperation investigation like and that's bullshit yeah that 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 part is stupid because it it says okay be honest with us all they have to do is sit down and say okay so what are we going to tell him Everything else, just make sure that we don't say anything. Because Mike Fears is a pitcher. He didn't know exactly what they were doing. He knew they were doing something, but he didn't know exactly what it was. So now, I think it's more on the on the hitters. The coaches knew because the coaches pay attention to what the hitters are doing. So, I mean, they knew at the end of the day. Um, and I think it does come down to the hitting coach having the most information um, the the funny part with it too is is um, when Alex Cora went to the Red Sox, he took the whole system. He, he was a mess mind. He, he was a mess because he created it. Yeah. So for them to go and say, well, he didn't do it with the Red Sox, is kind of stupid because it's kind of you did something that was successful. Why are you not going to incorporate it in your first year? And you're going to win the World Series. Exactly. But I still think at the end of the day, I honestly think even without them doing anything when they face the actual Dodgers, they just kill the Dodgers regardless. Because the, it even came out in the reports where it said that the Dodgers caught on during the Astros and the Red Sox that they were catching certain signs that they started changing the signs up. So they caught on to it, but they still lost. Like the the, the rest, the Red Sox and the, the Dodgers series, that wasn't really a series. It was no. literally, they got yeah. killed. The Dodgers... Is like the Buffalo Bills. I've mentioned a few times people got upset. But they got it so close, but they haven't won at all. And the thing is, like, they could have been back-to-back World Series champ. Now that, you know, I, I mean, I don't feel for them because, you know, fuck them. <laughs> but it fucking sucks to be a fan. I do. They yeah. got cheated twice. And, yeah, they might have still lost. The Red Sox were fucking stupid. 
stacked that year. Chris yeah. Sale was pitching his fucking balls off. Yeah. David Price finally showed up for a fucking postseason. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, they were fucking balling. They were good. Yeah. The Dodgers were up there. Yeah. They got beat, yes. They cheated, yes. We will find out for sure in what capacity. But the Astros, were they fucking awesome? Fucking talent, one through nine, pitching staff like crazy? Yeah. But so were the Dodgers. And yet, back-to-back years, you know, fucking sucks. It sucks for the sport, you know, because, like, yeah. I mean, they say any publicity is good publicity, but everybody I talk to, I have to ask people, like, you know, you start, this is the time of year you start seeing people start wearing their fucking jerseys, but like, damn, what do you, I just throw it out there. What do you think about the whole diet? Like, that is some bullshit, man. We could have been back. That's what everybody says. Back-to-back or chase champs, man. And, you know, they've been suffering since 88. So I told everybody saying, like, dude, they took it from us. And yeah, I mean, I don't get into fucking full-pledged conversa- conversations with these people, but they're like, they might have still lost, right? They might have, the Astros didn't cheat. Yeah. The fucking Red Sox didn't cheat. They might have both still won the World Series. Yeah. But now there's that argument that, nah, dude, like. Uh, I, I, I think maybe, maybe the Astros series, because it was a really good series and they, they had a good team then. I don't think the Red Sox won. Uh, just because their bullpen wasn't that great. And there's no one that was really, no offense because you're a very fan, but there was no one that, that's really great in the NL right now. Like, they're, they're, they're the juggernaut in the NL, but that's because there's other teams that are still rising to what their level is. They're still building what, what the Dodgers had, past tense had, because they had that same team for the past three to four years and haven't done anything. The, at the end of the day, that team should have already started dismantling and they should have started rebuilding already because they, they're having all those players that have been there for so long. And after after a while of, of having the same thing and losing like that, it's going to mess with those players that it's going to start shutting them down in the postseason. Like Kershaw. Yeah, exactly. Ernie, the whole curse. And I'll no lie. Ernie talks shit except Ernie. Like Ernie, Ernie put like, I, I don't know if it was Ernie or somebody posted some shit like to all the fake Dodger fans that were talking shit about Kershaw. And I saw him coming like, not me. <laughs> and it's true because he'd be like, nah, dude. Like, no, dude, you would take him. Well, now I know he's getting older, and there's a few other guys, the Scherzers, the Verlanders, the Sales. But Kershaw was taking them there every year. And then he was like, fuck, he fucking chokes. But it was because he was so fucking good that they had to bang on trash cans to get to him. Yeah. No, but but I think what it was with Kershaw, more than anything, was that he felt that he was the only guy that was going to carry the team. He had nobody at that time, so he was trying to pitch nine innings every freaking game. Regular season. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, like, it gets to a point where you have to start knowing when to yeah. stop. But I see that's a manager right there. I say exactly. that's a manager. Yeah, that is. Because you just go... them in there. Yeah. You yeah. don't take them out after seven, fucking six, whatever it is, you know, fucking... Yeah. I don't believe the whole 100 pitches thing, but just whatever you see, like, all right, he's good. Yeah. We, it's fucking 3-2. Even if we blow it, like, we got to take him out because fucking 97 wins, 95 wins doesn't make that much of a difference at the end of the year. Exactly. Week, unless you're in a fucking... 85 23 wins because you're a fucking wildcard team. Yeah. But when you're in the NL West, dude, you can live off fucking 90 wins. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it, and you're right. It, it does come down to the coach, but it, but also now the mentality that, that's coming into the sports when you have your opener, when you have um, pitchers in the bullpen going two innings at the beginning, 
now the starter is, is starting to become irrelevant because they're going four or five innings yeah. now a game because now it's becoming a bullpen game. Now, now you could use you could use the bullpen the first four innings, and you could bring in your starter inning five and on, and then you have your closers. So you go three guys at the beginning, one guy in the middle, and one guy at the end. So now, I mean. It's going to change sooner yeah. or later. Everything the game evolves. Exactly. Everything changes and every and everyone everyone takes takes the risk to be able to do something. And I've been saying for the longest, same metrics, baby. That's, yeah. It's a game of numbers. Yeah. And it, it, it does come down to that because then when people start believing that, then it becomes bigger. It, it peop- Numbers don't lie, huh? <laughs> No, but people drive numbers. So you have to remember that too because the way that the numbers are successful is people being able to believe in those numbers. So it's the same it's the same with work with me. It's it's in order to achieve a goal, you you have to be able to, to have everyone believe in that number that they're able to achieve it. So in order to do that you need to find what's what's their strength to be able to get them to that number. So when you bring in numbers in into baseball, it's finding someone's strengths. How do you find someone's strength? You you break it down and tell them exactly Look, this is going to make you you better. If you notice, you're doing this, but I could get you to this level. So by you talking to someone and telling them that ability, then all that creates, it's a mental thing. So they drive the number themselves, which makes that number become successful. So it's more, it, it's, it's more of a people drive the numbers. It's not the numbers drive the people. Well, maybe in business. But in baseball, like if he's a fucking poor hitter and he's putting it to the... Mm-hmm. You know, he's pulling it all the time. That's why they fucking shit. I love this shit. I always tell him, oh, I hate this shit. They fucking, uh, fucking tell me hit it the other way, dude. Especially with lefties. Hit it the other way. Yeah. Fuck. I've said this story hundreds of times. If he bunts it over there once and gets a single. They he stop it, doing it. No, no. They'll take that. That's a, that one out of ten times it works. That's a batting average of a hundred. Yeah. They'll take that. When you got a fucking 345 hitter and he, you have him bunting... You got him right where you want him. Yeah. You take that all fucking day, dude. So, okay, he's going to do it again. Now you play a little closer. He does it again, too. Okay, cool. Next time we'll put somebody a little closer. Now, you're going back to being a fucking, what is it, 340? You already fucked up two at-bats. You're looking at, what, 145? So, even with those two hits, you're a 245 hitter. Like, yeah. Cool, we'll take that all fucking game. But but look who who drove that number. It was the person. The person's mentality changed, so they changed the number. Oh yeah, yeah. But the, you, you see what I'm saying? Like he you you brought a 345 hitter down to 245. Yeah. Like he drove it. Yeah. They drove it the wrong way. Yeah. No. I I mean I'm I'm for the shifts. I mean at the end of the day, you're right. They're major league players. They're yeah. supposed to be able to hit. It's not just a one-time talent type of thing. It's you learn how to adapt into the game. That's how you got there to begin with. You didn't just get there doing the same thing over and over because during the minor leagues, that's what they find. There's players that are great at doing certain things, yeah. and that's where they start breaking it down, and that's where and, they and, find And that's where I agree completely 100%. Cause I always tell people, like, oh, you make the numbers. I'm like, no, you play with the players you have, but yeah. you use the numbers to your advantage. Yeah. If you got speedsters, the I don't know what the, right now. Right now, I don't know what the exact numbers are. But major leagues still the base is like at a seventy percent clip. It's not that great. Three it's out of ten. Down. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. fucking the Molinas of the world with fucking rockets for arms. <laughs> no, but if you got a Billy Hamilton, which is stealing like at a fucking eighty-eight percent clip, mm-hmm. then yeah, fucking have him steal. But you have twenty-seven outs to work with, and if you're getting 
you're giving away three outs per game, like trying to steal. Mm-hmm. Stop stealing. So maybe, oh, you gotta play small ball, bun them over, like. So you're giving them away and out, like that's one of the principal rules of fucking. Um, what's his name, Bill James? Like, do not give up outs. Like, sacrifice fly, all that sacrifice. Like, make the easy play. Yeah, like no, you gotta fucking make your outs be worth more than what they are. Yeah, and that's how the A started winning. That's how fucking people don't know this. But the Dodgers front office is one of the most sabermetric teams. Like, that's why they play those fucking... Well, who was it? Justin Turner playing on the right side of the infield. Yeah. Like, people like, I, I hate sabermetrics. Well, your fucking team loves it. Well, not only that, the, 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 the players that they found that were nobodies, that couldn't hit, the Muncies, your Turner, Turner. All, all of them, they were, they were nobody because they were trained to hit a certain way. But when you break down the numbers and you explain to them, look, the launch angle. Exactly. When you have the ability to do this, just start trying doing this. Just try Focus doing on your strengths. See, yeah. yeah, see see what it does. Um, I I think that brought in a lot of a lot of good things to baseball. But like how you were saying too, where um, base stealing started coming down, it brought good things, but it also made it less entertaining. Teams would win, but they won't win nice so you get you get a win but you don't get a win where it's all that excitement or anything because if you steal a base like the like how it happened with the Yankees and Red Sox when uh, Dave Roberts stole the base like it started changing the momentum and everything that's old school baseball new school baseball it's just whatever whatever gets you to home to get the run and win that's it like yeah. it's 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 not sexy like how they say, but it's it's a win. It's a win. So teams are rather are getting away from the sexiness of baseball, and they're going more for just being able to win to be able to have that opportunity, which is cool. Um, I I think I think um, they could they can make it more entertaining by I mean. Go ahead and juice the balls. Like, have a if it's a tie game, throw in the juice balls and see what they do. Like, just make it interesting that way. Like, like don't put yourself in a situation where you get stuck in, in a tie game. That's all. You just have to adapt to the game. Like, you have to find a way to win before it gets to that actual point. I, I've heard great fucking um, just ideas for extra innings because I've been to a few extra inning games. Like the longest I, you know, I go to a lot of baseball games, not as many anymore. Truth be told, the longest game I've ever been to was only 13 innings. You know, out of all the fucking games, only 13 innings. I had fun, but dude, the stadium's empty quick after yeah, the ninth, like empty. Yeah. And uh, I, I hear it on the, not radio, but like on fucking sports radio apps, I guess, like fucking podcasts, mm-hmm. but like shows, I guess, that are just on podcasts. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody say, after the 10th inning, right, give them the ninth, give them the 10th, like let's see what you can do, you know, this is old school baseball. Yeah. You got one free inning to like do whatever. Mm-hmm. Tenth inning, I mean eleventh inning. Both teams, you know, when you're up, send your fastest guy to first base. Like start off with the base runner. Mm-hmm. Double play, fuck it, doesn't matter. You know, you start off. You go to the twelfth, start off at second base. Thirteenth, start off with the runner at third. You know, like somebody's gonna score eventually. You know, right. you, you got all these fucking tired pitchers. You got all these fucking. Games lasting five hours plus extra innings. Like now, you're gonna speed up the game, right? At least on that side, right? That's not a bad idea. Imagine starting second, fucking nobody out running on second. Like right already, it's a pressure on the pitcher. Like fuck, you got a speedster. Like he's not still third, right? You gonna make the first or third out of yeah on third, but just something to like 
the game has to adapt, you know, like, it's, dude, it's still making hundreds of millions of dollars, but it's not making as much money as other sports. Every other sport is gaining viewership, and then baseball's the one going down. Like, it's going down. I fucking love it. But it's going down. But, see, other other things gain the the people to, to view it and everything. They gain it because of there's there's drama. Baseball doesn't have that drama. Now it has drama this this year. Yeah. It's going to have that drama because there are, like you said, there's going to be a lot of fights against the Astros. Like there's going to be, there's going, they're going to get hit. It's going to come to a time where they're going to have to set a rule where it says right off the bat, we're going to give you the warning: you cannot hit the Astros. Like it's going to get to that point just for the fact you that think so? what the, yeah, yeah, it is for sure. And because the thing is, is that the Astros aren't going to go, aren't going to sit there and take it either. They're gonna do the same thing. They're, they're gonna they're gonna fight back because they have a new coach that's gonna be coming in. They haven't picked the coach yet, but they have a new coach that's gonna be coming in. How is he gonna gain the trust of the players if he doesn't defend the players? Right away, he already has to start start to shit talking, start to say, "Hey, if they hit you, you hit back." Right away, I haven't thought about trust. that. To be honest, I just now I'm saying that we're gonna just take it, but I just feel like. It's not like they could be like, oh, well, they don't know what we did. Like, they were misunderstood. No, it's like... Every, yeah, everybody knows what you did. It yeah, no. Like, everybody's not like a... Kind of like a... It's them against us. No, it's yeah. us against them yeah. because we fucked up. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I didn't think about it that far. You're right, though. You're right. I, 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 I think I think at the end of the day, even be, before the report came out, they should have just came out and said, you know what? This is what we did. We fucked up. We're sorry. I, I've heard of that before. Do you think... Do you think it would have made that much of a I difference? think it would be better. Because right now, when they're coming out and talking to media, the way that they sound... Oh, yeah. Like I, saw, I, I don't see everybody's. I, I read that it was bad. Bregman's one of my favorite players. Contract five-year keeper on my team. That was horrible. Uh, but, like, it, it almost made you feel like... I mean, as a viewer, like, like I fucked up. Yeah. Like, hey, man, like, I was like, what the... Like, bro, like, we're out here trying to win game. Like, you know, kind of like a little yeah. arrogant fuck. Like, motherfucker, like... You're the one cheating. Like you're the one that exactly. fucking. He's one of the best players already. He's like yeah. 25 years old. Yeah. I'm, uh, his contract wasn't that huge, but he's fucking rich for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he's over here, kind of like, like you fucked up. Like the the guy asking the questions is the one making errors and shit. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like like right away, like they they put they put the wall in front of them and they just said, you know what? This is not our fault. Like. The, the it happened, but we're not going to talk to about what the extent of it would happen or anything, and that's what makes it worse because it's like it could be more. I mean, you could be hiding more if you're not going to just talk about it and just say like at the end of the day, just come out and say like you know what, we fucked up. Like we did this, we understand we shouldn't have done it. At the end of the day, and we can't change what what happened. It's like it is what it is. Let's move forward. We have something to prove now because people don't believe that our numbers are legit. Then we're going to prove to them that we are going to show the same numbers. Like already change change that whole subject because now all that's going to happen now is is the talk is well you haven't admitted you haven't admitted that that you've done it yet. So what's going to happen is that when you're struggling, the first thing they're going to say, well, is it because of the trash can? Is yeah. it because of this? Is it because of this? Like instead of saying you had an off day, like what are you going to do now to get better? Like it's it's they just put themselves in a hole at the end of the day. With them putting themselves in a hole, it's 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 like they're shooting themselves in the foot that 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 team's gonna end up getting dismantled. For for one thing, they're already talking about trying to trade Korea because they're over payroll. 
no one's going to want to take him now because they don't believe his, his numbers are. So they just lost the value of training a, a great shortstop. They're going to trade him probably for, for nothing. On the dollar, yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to end up performing because, because maybe that wasn't what was triggering him. He was still successful regardless. So now they're going to they're, the Astros are going to start suffering because they're going to have to move their players that way when they're not trading him for nothing because every other team's not going to give him shit now. Moving forward, any trades that they make, they're going to try to dig as much as they can. They're not going to be the first pick of any any team when they try to trade because they're going to say, dude, if you want to trade with us, you're going to have to ask for double whatever whatever the other team's giving us. That's true. That's crazy. It, it's going to get crazy. The, these next couple of years, it's going to be crazy for it. And, and that's, that's the whole thing. Why are you going to shoot yourself in the foot? Just admit it and, and move on. Like, they can't question you anymore if you admit it already. When you admit it, it's over. Like, it's, it's, you're, there's no conspiracy. There's nothing else. You just say, this is what we did and that's it. Like, move on. Like, it had to already come out that, that the owner had to go out and say, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to coach them up to, to be able to apologize for their mistakes and everything. It's like, why? They're they human. Have, yeah, they should have on their own. They're, yeah, they're human. And that, the fucking owner too, like, he doesn't he knew. <laughs> yeah, he said everybody knew, like, fucking from the GM to the... That's why, like, they got fired, but it's like... He can't fire himself, or else he should have been fired, too. Yeah. They should have made him sell the team. He would have lost money there. That would have been his profit that he was going to be losing. But the, one thing I wanted to bring up, the commissioner. The commissioner doesn't work for the league, doesn't work for the players. He works for the owners. Yeah, the owners yeah, pay his does. salary, so yeah. that's one of his bosses telling him, oh, dude, I still had a... And he got voted on by them. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I mean that that's true. But but see, then that becomes a thing where if they're trying to gain revenue, if they're trying to do everything, they need to be able to punish themselves too. Where it's it's kind of like you don't throw the blame on everybody else. It comes to a point where you know this. There was emails going around yeah. from the front office. The people that you hire, the the owners don't just sit back and say, "Give me my money." The owners sit in those meetings. The owners are listening to what they're doing. If a team is losing, the owner's gonna say, "What the fuck are we doing wrong? What are we doing to improve this?" Like they're not they're not out of that conversation. It's their money that they're playing with. Like it, it's like they they did know, know to that extent. The coach is new to the extent because no one's gonna go. Another coach isn't gonna go around the main coach to try to be able to get any uh, uh, to try to do something and then him not know about it. Like, how the fuck are you not gonna hear a dumpster being smacked yeah. at the whole fucking game? Trip out <laughs> on this. This is a hundred percent true. Um, the the Oscar game that year, right? Mm-hmm. Verlander had just gotten traded to the Astros, mm-hmm. but he was gonna be an All-Star regardless because he was on the Tigers and he was fucking killing it. Right. So he gets traded to the Astros. So he starts the All-Star game. Freddie Freeman, for Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. first baseman. He's mic'd up, right? So he's on deck circle talking to like Joe Buck and fucking time like, yeah, you know, give me, give me the pitches, give me the pitches, you know, let me know what he's throwing. Like this guy's so fucking good, you know, yada yada yada. And then Joe, it might be a coincidence, right? But fucking Batman, we're not allowed to believe in co- coincidences. So he goes up there. He goes, that, that's the last thing we need, Freddie, to be part of the fucking evidence. Like he says that. It, how? Like is that just some fucking like voodoo type shit? Like where he just said something like unknowingly, or did they already know that these were cheating? Because he said like that's just what we need to be part of the evidence. It's it's so. What the players are saying is that it's something that was always talked about, that everybody knew about, but it was never made public. The baseball industry knew about it. 
Um, a lot of GMs that came out, they said, we had ideas about it, so our approach every time we went and faced the team was different compared to everybody else. That's we would true. try to change. That's true. We would try to... The AL West teams, that's what they yeah. came in, because they used to be in the NL Central. Right. And then they went to the AL West to be... Um, every division had five teams. Now, they're all saying it, right? Anonymously, but they're saying it publicly. But to, like, reporters and whatnot, saying, like, as soon as they came to the AL West, like, there's two signs. Yeah. There's signs for the rest of the league and signs for the Astros because yeah. they'll cheat. Like, yeah. they'll be looking at your signs or whatever. Yeah. And cheating, like, I hate to say it, but it's part of the game. Yeah. Because even in high school, I remember, like, they would tell us, like, hey, look, you, we're fucking on this side. Third base coach, like, see if we could pick up anything. And right. you, you tried. We never really did anything. Yeah. When we played Sunday League, some of these guys were, like, fucking, never made it past freshman year baseball. Yeah. So their signs were, like, Tip of the hat and fucking hit the knee or some shit, and yeah. you're like, okay, curveball, you know, some bullshit. Yeah. So it's it is part of the game, but it's not like videotape them and shit. Yeah. Because remember a few years ago, there was that whole Colonel Sanders shit in fucking Toronto. Yeah. There was a fucking guy dressed as Colonel yeah. Sanders, and like he would get up. If it was like fastball, and the people yeah. were like that wasn't made a big deal, but I remember it was a big deal. Yeah, that happened because who was it? Who was it? Somebody big, like a big time player. Like, went up and started pointing at him, like, you motherfucker, yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. And everybody's like, what's going on? Like, that guy, he yeah. works for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Like, they're cheating. He's there every game. Yeah, he just stands up on certain things. Yeah. There was another thing, too, that, that um, they did a, a light. There was a light. The laser? On. A laser or a light. But right in center field, it would go on. And it even got to the point where the umpire had to stop the game, and he pointed over there where he said, a light keeps going on over there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do so remember, I remember what things happened. Yeah, no, it happened. Um, remember the Red Sox before this all happened in 2016? The iPhone. The Between iPhone. The iWatch. The, yeah, the iWatch. The yeah. iWatch. Yeah. And then 2017, Trevor Bauer fucking called out the Astros yeah. like halfway through the year like they were over there recording us yeah. like I just saw some guy recording us yeah. and then they went to go get the guy he goes I'm just recording to make sure they're not recording us yeah that they're not and, recording us and then with Trevor Bauer everybody hates him great pitcher out of UCLA with Garrett Cole um, he's on the Reds now right yeah he fucking came out and he was talking shit like the Astros are cheaters yada 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 2017 and Verlander was all high and mighty about that's one of the players that took a big hit like yep. I'm sure like with all these seven matrix and everything like Verlander he's all a famer dude yeah but there's gonna be a lot of doubters because granted we know the hitters are cheating but we don't know if the pitchers had some sort of advantage. Like, I'm like, what kind of advantage could they have, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're the ones doing the fucking... They're doing the action. The hitters get a reaction. Right. So when you can, you, you have a better chance of the reaction. I'm like, I don't know what he could have done, but he's one of the guys that took a big hit. Because everybody's like, oh, he's so high and mighty. Play the game the right way type of dude. Fucking Brian McCann. I love him as a brave. When fucking people with showbills and nerds, he would... Block the plate, yeah, and not let him cross. Yeah, in there. yeah. And this motherfucker was one of the biggest cheaters. Yeah, like because it supposedly, yeah, <laughs> no, but supposedly, <laughs> like there were certain players that would say like, they were, you know, when you're in the zone, you're in the fucking zone. Everything looks like a beach ball. You're hitting fucking everything beautifully. Yeah, but there's certain players that were struggling. Be like, yo, man, get down there. <laughs> and supposedly he was one of the like, hey, man, I, I'm a little off. Like, but he was off all the time because he's a little older cat. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're just hitting fastball, like, older dude with power, and his numbers, 
match of, you know what I'm saying? His numbers were crazy. I think he had one of the one of the the, the biggest pitch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like less, he was hitting zero point three one, I think, away, and he was hitting like three forty two at home. Like you know that's crazy. Bro? I shared that shit on Facebook unknowingly, right? He just said like, damn, because the reason why I shared it, the All Star game, right? Now it decides home field advantage. Right. The AL wins All Star game. The AL team um, holds holds the World Series. They get four games. Well, they stopped doing that. No, but at the time they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At so the time, I, yes. So I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, imagine you're like the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You have the best record in baseball. Mm-hmm. You send fucking five players to an All-Star game to play three fucking innings. Yeah. And you lose a World Series because you got the Yankees, you got the Red Sox, the Twins were great. The fucking, you got the Orioles were good at the time. Yeah. You had all these badass teams and you lose a World Series, so now you got to play three games on the road. Yeah. I mean, four games on the road, three at home. Right. So that's the reason why I shared it. Because I said, this is fucking bullshit. And then, uh, and then, because the whole thing was like, and they say home field doesn't matter, you know, it was that type of post, right. and it had the numbers on the home right. and the road, and it was get, uh, McCann, Altuve, and I think Correa, I think, I can't remember the third one, but the splits were like, Altuve hit like 444, yeah. and on the road it was like 112, <laughs> and then uh, McCann was like 385, and on the road it was like .082. Yeah. And looking back now, it's because these motherfuckers were cheating at home. You get me? Like, yep. I only shared it because I was like, dude, this is so wrong. Like, it shouldn't... The also game shouldn't have no fucking control about who the best team was kind yeah. of shit. But that's why when I saw that post, I was like, dude, these motherfuckers were cheating. Like, they, it all ties in. Yeah, but the, see, the only reason why I like I like with them doing that for the All Star Game is that it made the All Star Game fun. It, it gave it a purpose for people to watch, and I think that's what they were trying to attract. Because there could be a team that wins that wins a hundred games, but their division sucks. But, it's like they get a guaranteed eighty wins out of that division easily. But 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 nobody watches exhibition games. It's an exhibition game, like the Pro Bowl. It's gonna be like in a few days from no, now. But the Nobody watches that shit. But the the Pro Bowl compared to, the Pro Bowl compared to what the All Star Game, it's a lot different. I I think it's more competitive because the, the Pro Bowl it's it's like it's a contact sport for football. So they're not gonna make contact because they don't want to get hurt. So they're just like if it comes to a close play, they're gonna stop and and just in baseball you can't really do that. Like remember <laughs> Pete Rose? My dad remember, but I'm sure you've seen the video where he runs over the catcher in the All Star Game. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He runs them over like trucks do. Yeah, and yeah. see, like the NBA, they don't play defense, and over here you you have a deciding World Series, like who has fucking home field advantage. Yeah. To me, it was an overreaction that one year there was a fucking tie. Remember in Milwaukee there was a tie. Yeah. I think they were like thirteen innings or something. They yeah. had a pitchers. Yeah. And there was a few pitchers still on the roster. Yeah. But they had just the the roster was always on a Tuesday. They had the Monday night for home run derby, World Series on Tuesday. I mean the Oscar game on Tuesday. Um, then they have Wednesday, Thursday off, and then they start baseball again on Friday. Yeah. They had fucking pitchers that had just pitched on Sunday, so they need the All-Star team, but they weren't going to pitch, and then they're like, oh, we got so-and-so in the, uh, in the bullpen. Yeah. And they're like, no, like this way coming in for a right. fucking exhibition game. And so the next year, we're like, this game decides home field advantage in the World Series. Yeah. Now it really matters. Like, that was a whole <laughs> fucking little shit. Now it really matters. I was like, no, even then I felt like it was too much. But, but I think if they really want to make it interesting, they they have to uh, put it into a fan vote, and not only just of who gets in, but also give them an, an ability to make the actual lineup. Because just imagine, like, like they get to choose 
who's going to be pitching the very first inning, who's going to be pitching after that. Like, they set up the matchups, and anything ha- could happen at that point. Like, give them the ability to just see that, because sometimes you want to see one of the best pitchers face the best hitter. Or like it, the closer. Exactly. Like Jensen it, and it's shit. not always going to happen, because the best players play the first two, three innings. Exactly, and then they're out, and yeah. then it's everybody else. It's like the, the and sometimes, second tier and your third tier players. And I see that, like... To be honest, I watched most of the Oscar games in my life. Um, sometimes you'll see the fools that are still really good, very good. They made the Oscar team. But, you know, the starters will play one or two innings. And I mean, as far as position players, not mm-hmm. the pitchers. And they'll play two, three innings tops. And then it comes in so-and-so. And they'll play from third inning to, like, the seventh. Yeah. And then it comes, like, the reserve. Yeah. And so the fucking still a good player, but not the fucking trouts in the world, yeah. end up beating six innings, getting yeah. three at bad, scoring 0 for 3, and yet so-and-so, like, fucking, I don't know, the trout went 0 for 1. I think trout is a great all-star um, record, but I mean, yeah, just, in, just as far, like, you know, somebody of that tier getting one or two at bats, because, I mean, it, to me, it's an exhibition game. That's what I'm like, eh. It's, I, I, personally, I wouldn't want it to carry that much weight. I'd rather say whoever has a fucking better record Better in a league record, maybe like it was something different, you know, because like something that you can control. Yeah. Not fucking oh well, three of my teammates made the Oscar game and fucking that team had none. Well, every, every team has to have one, right? Right. But fucking no, I don't know. Say the Bastards had two, we had three, and fucking nobody played more than three innings, and yet we're playing on the road because the fucking OL won ten five. Yeah. It doesn't make no other sport does it. I mean, NFL it's neutral, NBA it's for three, but but the NBA they started doing it now that that uh, they pick like I guess the the players vote for the captain and then the captain chooses the team. Like a draft. draft. The, well, that, the, the hockey did that. Yeah. The hockey, uh, <laughs> hockey did that. You, they they get two fucking like GMs and then they yeah. just pick the best players available because you have players out of conference. Yeah, you don't have to be in the same division yeah. or anything. I I honestly I think that'll be cool because that makes it interesting where it's kind of like oh who's Who's you could see the buddy buddy groups right there yeah. get together and stuff like that where a lot of the times the buddy buddy groups are players in different divisions that don't see each other unless they make the World Series. Yeah. So I think having that that I think that'll be cool. I mean, it's like make it interesting, but also make it to the point where I mean it it does have to mean something because then you get the half ass of the game instead of getting an actual live game because nobody really wants to go full on there because that's time that's the recovery time they get that week to really yeah. recover before they start the second half of the season and a lot of players are, are second half players not first half yeah. players so it's kind of like they need that rest before they can be able to do that but I mean the minor leagues are doing now for the home run derby where, the, where it's not you don't hit home runs out you have a competition of you have to hit something like oh like you have to hit this ball to the third base and, and you have to make it inside the square like they make it interesting now that you get a point for everything that you're achieving that way and now you become a hitter it's not yeah. just hitting home runs it's actually placing the ball in certain situations I think that's pretty cool because then you're going to get the players that really don't get as much recognition like DJ LeMahieu a guy that could hit everything and just drives the ball right to the I was wrong about everything. him I was wrong about him <laughs> I don't know if he saw the post whenever he saw with the Yankees uh, Big George made a post and I, I knew his numbers just because it's fantasy baseball Yeah, and then I looked him up real quick and I was like dude this guy is a fucking coolest hitter like no other like the Arenados of the world yeah the Tulewitzkis they can hit at home on the road I was like DJ nah man like he's good he's not that good he's not worth that money 
And then he came out and shut Hector up. And I, I'll eat my words. You know, like, dude, man, like, he fucking proved me wrong. He had the fucking career year. Like, yeah. I, I drafted him in my fucking, uh, in our team. Yeah. Right? He was like, oh, I thought you were talking shit. And I'm like, hey, dude, he fouled like five rounds. I'll take him, but I'll sell him because he's not that good. <laughs> and I think either to you or to Rudy, I ended up trading him away. Yeah, I got him. You got him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, I'm not a believer. He's going to fall off. Like, dude, trust me. He's going to fall off. And he never did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and the, the thing, the thing with him was that, that he put up numbers while playing multiple positions. He wasn't playing one position. He didn't know what he was going to be playing the next day. And to have that mentality just to be able to show up and hit, that's the type of player that you want. You, every team needs that one player. It's, it's like when Zorb, uh, Ben Zorba started, started doing it. He became, became yeah, he became that one player that everybody wanted to develop. And that's, that's how it all started because honestly, everybody wanted a Ben Zorbers in on their team because they wanted someone that if you need to give somebody a day off, you have production there regardless. So you have someone that you could just automatically put in there that could just go in there and do the same numbers that your guy would be doing, uh, at that time. So it's, it's like, they it, that's who he became and I think when the Yankees signed him it was they seen that in him because they said you played second before you played shortstop in, in college I think was and he I, from Vanderbilt? I think so I think so I think so and and he played shortstop and they're like you're a tall guy so you're not necessarily shortstop but you could play the position if we if we place you in the certain scenarios where we say we feel that 60% of the time this player is going to hit here. So they started placing the players that way and that made him successful that way. Um, but I think at the end of the day, his approach to the plate, not only... I, I honestly think that he should have finished in the top three in the MVP just for the reason being that... I agree. He didn't just help himself, but he helped the whole team because when players start seeing somebody doing something constantly, they start asking, what are you doing? What are you noticing? What are you seeing? We had players that weren't even supposed to be successful that became su- successful. And it, and it, and it, it, yeah, Gio Rochella, like a, a lot of that came from everyone believing in what the team said, we feel that you have the capacity to do this. and And I feel that when it when players started performing to what they weren't even expected to do, that's when everyone started believing and everyone started asking, and that's that's how the team got built and and made. And so a lot of that again that goes saber matrix. I'm mean, uh, that that's one of the big things that that it comes down to because they seen launch angles, they seen all of this, they seen we could tweak you to become a better player that you've never been before. But then again the player drives the number <laughs> so the way that the number would be successful is if the player believes in it and they start being able to adapt to that actual opportunity um but i, I i'm excited for this season of baseball i, I think it's going to be one of the better seasons regardless of what what happened i think that there's more competitiveness all around there's more teams that are great there's not just good teams anymore there's great teams like it's not it's not a one sided where you already know what to expect because you have teams that are up and coming that are developing the type of players that are building something great. Um, the Brewers, the Braves, the Nationals. Nobody expected the, the uh, Nationals. Um, one, one thing I like about baseball that even if you have a superstar like Trout, this is a great example. The Angels fucking suck. And they have the best player in the last fucking fifty <laughs> years. Yeah. And they fucking suck. Yeah. You get me? It's like a team sport. Yeah. Where one team will take it to the next level. 
But that one, I mean, one player will take it to the next level, but that one player can't do it by himself. Like, right. Even in football, like, you have, a, you have a good quarterback, you're, like, in pretty good shape. You have a great quarterback, you're in great shape. Right. Basketball is, like, you have one good player, it's almost like you make the playoffs. Yeah. And one thing I always liked about baseball is like, dude, you need a bunch of role players. You need a bunch of little guys doing the little things. Yeah, you're better off with a fucking superstar, but a lot of teams have won without a superstar. Yeah. And something I've always like appreciated, and one of the things I love, like, dude, it's a team sport. But it's an individual sport, because you go out there by yourself yeah. to hit against a guy pitching by himself. Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, it's one guy against one guy. And it's so... It, I yeah I I agree there. So the way that it's a team sport is that it's everyone has to do something for the other one to be able to do something better. So it it is individual as a part because they have uh, they have a task that they have to achieve. So that makes it individual. But then the 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 team sport brings it that in order for you to keep moving, somebody else has to continue to, yeah. to, to move you around too. So it's it's kind of like yes, you could get a double, but if nobody else hits, then you, you just stuck, stuck there. Back. So if you get the double, then somebody else gets a single, then you get another single, then you get a run. So. I would score from second. Boy. I can't even <laughs> say that. I get a double, somebody scores a single. I'm, I'm scoring. <laughs> But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But, 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 no, it's a team sport. I get yeah, what you're saying. So, so it, yeah, I wouldn't stop at third. It's, it's it's a mix of both. So you you get individual, but you also get team because you have to be able to achieve what they feel that you could do because you're in that certain situation to be able to let the team achieve whatever they have to do too. So uh, that that's one thing that that I've always loved about baseball is just that it's it's honestly just. I, th- I think it, it builds it really builds a character for, for somebody like it makes the the most quietest person become talkative because they see everybody else doing and you're in a small group you're not in a large group that you guys are able to talk and that that breaks barriers where people start talking the ones that people would never talk are the ones that, that are talking now like, and when they talk you're like you're listening because they never talk exactly and then you, you you're just like wow like uh, who was it uh, Carson, Carson, oh, yeah. Carson, really quiet at school uh, to begin with. Yeah, really well, we met him. Well, yeah, yeah, really quiet. But when it came to baseball, that guy was talking and he was enjoying and he was having fun. Like baseball gave him that opportunity to be able to do that, and I think that that's why I love the sport so much because it it's just you could get a group together. And it'll be like if you've known them forever when you start playing one... The brotherhood, like, I mean, exactly. we play ball together, so yeah. I know what you're saying. And, and then there's a whole, like, honestly, it's like a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood because you know people, like, I mean, we all got strengths and weaknesses, but you know people's strengths, you know their weaknesses, so you're like, all right, they hit this guy, like, this is what I got to do because I know he's going to gun it here, I know he's going to whatever. Yeah. So, I, you know, you adapt to each other. Somebody makes an error. You're like, hey, man, don't worry. Right, I'm going to come up and hit a fucking bomb by. Like, that's yeah. it. You already know, like, you be cool. Be yeah. cool. Like, don't be fucking... Don't, don't let it get to you type shit. Yeah. And just little things like that, dude. I've, the camaraderie, camaraderie of it. And then... People tell me, it's because you play baseball, that's why you like it. And I never really thought about it, but that would be that's why I like it. Because there's a lot of people that don't like baseball. Yeah. Like, I, I could go... I'm like Dodger, I'd say Dodger places. Dodger City is one of my favorite places to go. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch them play the fucking Reds when they were fucking 
losing 100 games. Yeah. And I'd go, and be like, you go watch that shit? Like, I'm a dude, Kershaw pitching, like, mm-hmm. tickets were like 25 bucks, and I'm sitting fucking feeding me. Yeah, the beers are expensive, but you, you pregame a little bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'd have a fucking good-ass time when people are like, oh, it's because you play baseball. Like, I can't just sit there, it's boring. You know, that's what I would say about, like, fucking golf. Like, back in the day before we right. played and shit, and then now that I play golf, well, I haven't, but lately, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. appreciate it. Like, damn, these people are talented. Maybe that's why I have that fucking fond of mm-hmm. baseball, but I'm just like, dude, it's hard work. Like, these fools are... Not only are they highest paid athletes in America, mm-hmm. but like, if you see what the fuck they're doing, like, you go throw a baseball, you know, like when people say, ah, fucking, I don't know, insert quarterback here, fucking sucks, and you're like, dude, go throw a football. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, you can't fucking do that. Like, the, 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 fu- the funniest thing to see is when you see the buffest guy, like a football player, uh, visit a stadium and they try to hit BP. And it looks like they can't even like so hold the bat. They they can't yeah exactly they they can't even swing all the way through like it it's kind of like there's someone that's close to your size that could do the same thing yeah it it's not necessarily that you need to be an athlete or anything you just have to have the ability and you have to have the your mental strength because baseball's mental yeah it's ninety percent really mental ten percent physical exactly and and I mean at the end of the day. That's that's what I love, and I and I think that if the MLB really wanted to um, uh, bring more attention to baseball, they have to do those little activities um, that they bring only on certain events where they where they have the uh, the hitting cages before the game starts, like oh, having yeah. it for the fan fan fest, like fan having fest. the fan fest, but not not just once a year, yeah, all year round. Where all these kids, all these, yeah, and, and it's 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 like if you get to experience that, if you get to bring the players to actually sit there and like watch and like be like, oh, that was a good hit, that was a good throw. Like now, you, now people want to go and be like, dude, I want to get a video because that's the whole thing, social media. I want to yeah. get a video of him saying that I did something good, like. Like it's it's like you have to find that way to be able to attract the, the new the new generation because the generation before could sit down and watch a game, but that generation's already getting older. That they're not going to the games anymore. They have families. It, tickets are getting expensive. Like it's 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 like it comes down to that. So how are you going to do it? Well, social media. How do you attract social media? It's like you have to have events that people want to be there to be able to record to show something that they're doing that nobody else is. Is it? One thing I was, you know, like, as far as uh, how do you get kids to play, right? Because the kids grow up and be mm-hmm. teenagers. They play high school ball and then fucking go out to college and play baseball. Soccer is the most popular sport in the world because it's the cheapest to play. All you need is a ball. It could be a fucking... Right. You can play with the fucking dodgeball. You can play with the fucking right. softball. Like, these kids will kick anything. Yeah. Second is baseball. Mm-hmm. You need a fucking glove and a ball. He can play catch the homie. He has a he, fuck it. <laughs> he has a no glove. He has a milk card like they do in this country. You know that's how a lot of good shortstops came around. Yeah, they play with the fucking milk card. Yeah, football's expensive. Yeah, you got the pads, you got the helmet, you got fucking. What else they got? Not only that, if you get hurt. Oh yeah, that that that's a bigger the bigger chance of getting hurt because it's more physical than anything. And then hockey. I heard I. Hockey I heard, seems fun. It does. But it does look expensive. Yeah, they say ice time. Like, you have to get as a team. and I don't know how much it goes for, so I don't even want to speculate. But they say it's expensive as fuck. Not only that, but you're you're buying... Everything. The skates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the skates don't cost 
what cleats would cost. Yeah, cleats. even then, like play fuck at the park with some tennis shoes. Yeah, you, you have already to have go tennis to a specific shoes. place to go yeah. and play. You can't just go to a random backyard and and be able to play the game. That's what I'm saying. So like, let people know, like, hey, start giving gloves away. That type of shit. You know, you got yeah. fucking millions of dollars, billions. But, not even millions, billions. And just fucking, <laughs> I don't know, because. People tell me it's because you like baseball, right? And I never get it. Like, yeah, that people like certain things. I, yeah. I do like baseball. And one thing I got to admit to you, Roy, I said on an earlier episode, I'm kind of getting away from teams. It sucks. But I just... Seeing the Braves lose the way they did that game against the Cardinals kind of put things in perspective. Like, you know, my brother talked about on his episode, like where... I couldn't just sit there and fucking be sad about it. I still got a fucking life to live, you know? Right. So I can say, you know what? Fuck this. And it's not like, fuck the brain. That's, you know, I grew up watching them, loving them. But I was like, fuck, dude. My life goes on. Like, no matter what happens. Yeah. So I just, before then, but that was kind of like a, I'm getting to that point where I was just like, dude, just like the fucking game. Like, I could go see, oh, yeah. yeah, I like going to, I, dude, I've been to, Avery says the 80 games are boring. I go to 80 games and watch baseball. Like, yeah. We're witnessing Trout in his prime. So you know how many people say, I wish I was old enough to see him. Like, I was only three years old when I saw Mickey Mantle play. Like, dude, you got Mike Trout in your backyard, and exactly. some of these people have never seen him play. Exactly. Like, dude, I, I got lucky. I seen Griffey play maybe four times. Um, yeah, he was on the fucking Reds. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, it's fucking Griffey. Like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have a little boy, but you know, like, my dad be like, oh, yeah. You'll be that friend McGriff going to the little Dodgers. And, like, my dad was big on friend McGriff. Mm-hmm. I mean, got a lot of, you know, like, the players he saw. Mm-hmm. And, then, like, that's why I'd be like, like, my younger brother, you know, be like, did you ever see Griffey? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm like, that, 10 years is a long time because by the time he got into baseball, Griffey had already torn his ACL, remember, around his third? Yeah. Like, he's already fucked up. So I'm like, yeah. damn, fool, like, you never saw Griffey, Griffey. Now he sees pictures of him, be like, I showed him the All-Star game when he uh, home and derby with the hat backwards, you know, like a fucking... Yeah. But that's why they call him the kid. Yeah. And then Larry Walker went up there and fucking had the Six helmet down. on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, and you're right. I mean, that's how, how people start learning of who is who. And then they start looking and doing the research and watching the videos. And, I mean, baseball's been different in every single generation. Uh, and I, I always consider it that, like, back in the old days... You had great players, but yet you don't know how great they were to what extent because the technology and and how players train now is not what it was before. Babe Ruth was eating hot dogs and drinking beer before he played a game. I mean, and and at the end of the day too is that is that he would pitch double headers exactly. (laughs) But 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 also the the way that the teams would play before is that some people they would just get people off of the streets and just pay them. It's like hey, you want a job? Come play baseball. Like it wasn't like a profession. Exactly, it really wasn't. as professional as it is now like now it's like it's like to be able to get in there you just don't get drafted and make it already like you have to work your way through the minor league system to even get considered to go up there so it's like back then it was like they were picking people off from the streets because they didn't have enough guys like it was just like hey we need a second guy can you pitch can you throw a baseball right you're the pitcher Mm -hmm. so it was like you can't really say that those numbers were really legit because I mean maybe they did have uh, good swings and everything like that, but at the end of the day, who was the pitcher that was throwing before? Like, you you did have your great pitchers back then and everything like that, but nowadays, I honestly think that with the technology that we have now, it's a different generation of, of player, and I think MLB should really exploit that even more. Like, they should they should 
teach the fans of what it is they should show it on on the boards of what's happening and stuff like that instead of just commentating and 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 talking about it on on air because not everyone there's people at the game like they need to see how that works uh why did why are they looking at at it that way like what difference did it make like if if they would have showed like if if they would have increased the ball by 10 percent more it would have been a home run like they could have been like oh i could see that like it literally just landed right here yeah. and, like i was right in the front of it like if they would be able to does some way show that i think people would be more interested uh, and they would want to know more about sabermetrics because right now people are just like ah, that's kind of like math. I don't want to. Yeah, that's that's obviously that's exactly what people were telling me fucking twelve, thirteen years ago. <laughs> Everybody was so fucking not even hesitant, like just so against it. Like I would tell, dude, sabermetrics is gonna change the game, dude. Like it's gonna be, and then it changed the game. And then he was still telling me, like, mm, I don't really think sabermetrics... I'm like, dude, it's too late. Like, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> the fact that you're not aware of it is how fucking good sabermetrics is. Yeah. And then a few years later after that, people started telling me, like, what do you think about the shit? I'm not a big fan of it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, every team has a fucking shit. <laughs> like, like, no, man, I'm not really too big of a fan. I'm like... <laughs> but see, pe- people notice when it started affecting something that they liked. So say if there was a player that they liked and they're like, man, this guy can't get a hit anymore because they keep doing that. Oh, I don't like that now. Be- oh, but that's been happening not only to that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. to everybody else. So it's kind of like find the way to exploit that. That weakness. Everyone sees it. Yeah, and it, it, it's it, it's kind of how do you make a player great? You challenge them. If you're not, if you don't put the shift, they're gonna keep hitting and they're gonna yeah. be seen like they're superstars. If you challenge them to go the other way, and, and that's why the players. The way, great example is Cody Ballinger. Remember that 2017 World Series? I still think he's overrated. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say overrated. For, for me, he's he's a good player. He's he's not he's not MVP. an amazing player. I, I honestly no. I and I think like you have to go back to the division that he's playing. He's playing in one of the weaker divisions. Like, yeah, what did he do in the, in the postseason? Nothing. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. See, that's what we'll get. 2017, dude. He got exploited. He got exploited so bad. Him and Jack Peterson, they were talking about not fucking making the roster the next year. Like, people got to put this in perspective. In 2018, they're like, dude, these guys are, might not make the roster. Right. Like, that, looking at it now. trading Jack Peterson, like, in five different scenarios that whole season. Just because he couldn't fucking adapt. Exactly. But then these guys put in the work. Boundary came out. One the MVP. Dude, I don't know. He had like thirty home runs by fucking May. Yeah. Some bullshit ass number like yeah. that. It was fucking ridiculous. I'm like, man. And then everybody says me shit, right? Well, not not as much anymore. Granted, granted. But like two years ago, when this was all going on, people were sending me like fucking. There's your boy. There's your boy. I never hated Boundary like that. I hated the Ethereum like that, and I was right, hundred <laughs> percent. That's why I didn't get. I was like, I never talked shit about Boundary. Uh-huh. Never talked shit about Kershaw. All right, you fools are. Throwing your eat your head on me with players I don't even name. Yeah. I'll, 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 I see talent. I'll be the first to tell you, hey man, this guy's fucking bad. Like I said about DJ, I was wrong. I'll admit my. We don't have nobody bats a thousand, right? Yeah. But my point being, like, when you adapt like that, like Bellinger did, Matt Kemp, what was he known for? Slider away? Yeah. Chasing with that ugly ass half ass swing where, as a fan, I'm not even a Dodger fan, I would get pissed. Like, dude. And he, and he smiled walking back to the dugout like oh they got me again yeah. and they would be like ah Matt Kemp like, should he have won that MVP over Braun maybe Braun did steroids he's a cheater I get what you're saying you know take his MVP probably Kemp doesn't want it 
but he never adapted. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you make that fucking change, the whole thing, the narrative changes. Yeah. Because Dodger now, like, where do you pitch him? Yeah. But see, that, that that's the thing. Uh, last year, pitchers were challenging him too. They were still challenging him because the division's weak. They, at the end of the day, they know they're going to lose. So they're trying to, to up their numbers to say, if I could strike him out, my numbers are going to look good where I have an opportunity to go somewhere else. So it's it's like everyone challenged him and they gave him the fastball, fastball, fastball. If you look at all his home runs, it's like fastball, fastball, fastball. No one ever just said, you know what, fuck it, just walk him. What, what are they going to do? Challenge the other the other players to do something else. So just start walking him and start seeing what they do. And no one ever did it. Everyone always kept pitching to him. When playoffs showed up, then they started pitching around him or they, they started saying, we're not going to throw you any fastballs. Everything is going to be off-speed or outside and you're going to have to chase. And what happened, he, he didn't really hit during the postseason. He wasn't really even hitting. So it, it, it's, it comes down to, I think... A lot of it comes down to the division. I think that needs to be taken into consideration. Like, you have to be if if you're gonna be great, you have to be facing great. But is that his fault? It's not his it? fault, and I, no, and I'm not saying that. But but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I think he's good. I don't think he's a great player. I think it, I think if he would be playing in a different division, the same he wouldn't put up the same numbers. I honestly don't think so. I I have to look at the numbers like. You know the numbers, right? Yeah. I had to look at the numbers like against the division because I'm trying to think like maybe yeah maybe a lot of a lot of players are home run hitters against fastballs, but I mean if you put yourself in a situation to get a fastball, you know you work the count two or one, yeah, three one, you know fastballs coming there. Yeah, you're, but you earn that. You, you get me? You get me? Yeah. So I, I can't. I I don't watch Dodgers enough. Ever since Vince Scully retired, mm-hmm. I used to watch a lot of Dodger baseball. Um, Vince Scully, the goat. And once he was gone, I was like, mm. and then my work schedule now, I work nights, not nights, but like evenings, mm-hmm. so I don't really watch them, so I couldn't tell you like, oh yeah, well, you know, situational hitting and all that shit, so, mm-hmm. but you're a baseball guy, so I kind of do take your opinion, like, all right, maybe, right over what he's talking about, but I, I, what I've seen is he's a good hitter, yes, I saw some of the postseason, didn't see every at bat, but I saw some at bats, I almost felt like like a Kershaw but as a hitter like he was trying to do too much and I've seen that hundreds of times where it's like a great great like the Trouts in the world will take that unintentional intentional walk mm-hmm. like they're not trying to get you a uh, strike they're just going to throw something the yeah they're trying to let me see what, what I can get away with yeah and then some good hitters great hitters will chase that like outside corner trying to like do something with it where mm-hmm. you should have just taken it yeah you know so I, I get that part but I, I I can't make a fucking like yes he was. But it, it I mean to to me it's like you have to see the way that he swings. He swings like he wants to hit a home run in every at bat. Oh uh, yeah, because that's kind of, every exact that spring training that's in fucking batting practice. Yeah, but 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 I've seen that. But being a great hitter, it's not swinging swinging and Fun hitting home runs. It's situations. It's 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 knowing how to hit the opposite of the field, knowing how to hit up the middle, knowing to see where the gap is and aim for the gap, like. Uh, to me, it I, I honestly feel that I don't know. It might be different this year, but th- last year it, it went to show where they didn't think 
as much of, of him, so they, they really weren't um, going challenging him with the fastball to see, oh, I'm going to throw my, my best pitch to you and and, you're, and let's see if you can hit it. Because that's all it was last year where it was like, okay, he's getting all the talk. He's starting to hit all these home runs. He's like the talk of the league. That's, that's what everybody's talking about. So everybody wanted a taste of him. Everybody wanted to beat him because they could say, I struck him out. My numbers are good against him. So I think... I think that's what it came down to, but I think now it might be a lot different where where teams are going to start focusing more on, you know what, like we're trying to win right now because it's the beginning of the season. We're trying to we're trying to prove something. We're trying to win. So then they, I think the approach is a lot different because then they think about it more where it says, this I have a better chance of striking out this guy than pitching to this guy and just walking him and getting me out here or getting a double play. So it's all situations, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I think maybe I don't think he'll put up the same numbers that he's put up uh, last year. I don't think he'll put them up this year. Who's he best clean up or third? Clean up. I'm clean. pretty sure it's clean. Oh no 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 because the the better hitters now they're putting him at number three. Yeah, they're putting him in the number three spot. So, so who bats four? Turner. I think it's Turner or Muncy or Muncy, but bats two. I don't know. I really don't watch that that many of their games. Out. I would, he had something like 50 home runs or something like that, no? I think so. Yeah, something close to that. I would say I don't think he had 50 again, but I think he gets in the 40s. His swing is like... It, it is a home run swing. And I agree on the home runs. I think what's going to decrease is the yeah, average. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he's he's a 300 hitter. No, me neither. I don't think he's a, a 300 I think, hitter. But see, the thing is, thing is, same metrics, averages and all that, it's yeah. backed up to me. OPS, baby. Yeah. On base plus slugging. Yeah, what's the point of hitting a hundred singles? You know, they each over the world, which I respect. Yeah, but a hundred singles. I mean, if you're a leadoff hitter, you know, it's getting the doubles and it's getting yeah. the triples. Yeah, and yeah. It's being able to gas further into getting yeah. to home. Yeah. I get that. And, and then on base percentage, you're taking a hundred walks. You're pretty much doing nothing. Yeah. So, OPS for unless you could steal. Remember, we're against that. Uh, and see, that's because look, he's like a seventy-five, so it's slightly better, but it's not great. Get me? Like for, for um, I think league average is like it used to be somewhere around 72 percent. A speed or no, no for for uh, stealing base base percentage like a success rate. Oh yeah, it, it, these past couple years they they ended up cutting off stealing bases because from what everyone would say it's you have a, a hitter here that we put to give you the ability to advance. Trust the hitter instead of yeah. you getting the easy out. And a lot of times, say, I don't know, I, I, it's hypothetical fucking lineup, I don't know who the fuck bats third or fucking fourth, but say, whoever's batting second, steals, and you got fucking Cody Bellinger with 50 home runs, fucking welcome, like you just yeah. gave us, we didn't have nowhere to put him, now you, we have somewhere to put him, yeah. thank you, so why, why why steal, you get me? Yeah. That's, that's one of the other negatives about stealing. Yeah. And then you say, oh, well, we got runners on first and second, well, cool, <laughs> this motherfucker just hit 50 home runs, dude, like, we'll take that. It's I, I I think it goes back to I just think that back in the old days when those moments would happen those were the moments where everyone would just go freaking crazy of just like dude like this guy just fucking stole off of this guy and now this guy's about to just hit a single and this guy's gonna fucking go home he's gonna go home and we're gonna see that that bang bang play yeah. and it's gonna be a walk off and everyone's gonna go crazy like it's it's like those are the moments that made baseball great honestly. Yes, but see, um, me and you as fans, but you, I've read a lot of things about it. Arbitrary. There's been probably like 
ten times that we've been th- waiting for that situation, mm-hmm. and the guy strikes out. We're like, "Fuck, game over." But that one time, that one yeah. fucking time that where we hit it right up the middle, yeah. shortstop dove, he missed it. He's running yeah. third. Here comes the center fielder. Yeah. Here comes the throw. Yeah. Save, and we're like all fucking high fiving, fucking drinking our beer, fucking jolly. That's what we remember. Yeah, we don't remember the ten other ones where he's like fly ball to second base, game over. Yeah, we don't remember those. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> There's only that one fucking time where it really goes down, like how we remember it. Yeah, but you know, you remember the good ones. Yeah, you know that that's true. But I, I think um, strikeouts did increase. Oh fuck, dude, that's such bullshit. A hitter should hit. Yeah, and, and but then that, that what caused that was the launch so, angles. Yeah. People started believing in launch angles. Sally well, for that, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they started believing in that. So that took that away. That took that, that joy of that possibility of happening because now they feel like, oh, he's at first, I'm going to hit a home run. Instead of saying, yeah. you know what, let me move the guy or let me try to get a double. This guy has some speed. He could probably make it from first to home. Like it's like, I could have. Back in the day, dude. Dude, I got a good secondary. So I just taught me a good secondary. <laughs> I wasn't that fast. But see, because the way I played, bro, you got to remember that. I wasn't that good. I wasn't this fucking Cody Bellinger guy. I was a guy fucking the relevant. I don't care who's batting second, but I said that was me. Yeah. I was a fucking guy just doing the little things right. Yeah. And that's what baseball taught me. Like, doing the little things right. But what I've learned since then is like, dude, play the numbers. It's a numbers game. It is. And it's like, yeah. it's like betting. Like, if the, put the numbers in your favor and you're not really betting, you're just making the better guess. Yeah. And the teams that make better guesses are the ones being successful. The Red Sox. Great front office. Yeah. Astros, great front office. Yeah, they fucking cheat and all that. Dodgers, great front office. The fucking Rays have no money and they compete almost every year. Every great year. front office. Yeah. The fucking Cubs, what, what did I say fucking seven, eight years ago? Yeah. If the fucking Joe Madden, and then what's my boy's name from the Red Sox? He went, Theo Epstein. Mm-hmm. Every fucking two, team up, they're going to win a World Series. They fucking broke the curse. Uh, going. You know who's next? The Ooh. Padres. Padres, Drew. You're gonna see that shit. <laughs> uh, I I think they ha- they have the ability, but I think what it comes down to is that it it comes down to if the team is is willing to take the risk of losing a great player to win a championship, like Machado. Uh, mm, no. For instance, uh, the Cubs, the Cubs traded for Chapman. They traded away Gleyber oh, yeah. Torres. Gleyber Torres now yeah. is becoming a superstar. And the thing is that do they regret it? No. No, no. You take a World Series, exactly. a World Series and they broke, they broke their curse yeah. that they had for so many years. And I think that's that's where the Dodgers are right now, honestly. Because if you notice, the trades that they're making are for nobody. Like they're they're trading, and it's it's kind of like uh, like they could have got Verlander. We yeah. could have got Verlander. The Yankees could have got Verlander during the time, but we didn't want to give up our prospects during that time. If they would have pulled that trigger, they would have won the World Series at that time because they just gave the Astros the disadvantage and they gave themselves the advantage to be able to pick up the player that really carried them at that point. So it it comes down to sometimes it's kind of like, you know what, I might mess myself up for the next two to three years or four years or however the guy's career goes, but we could say that we're champions. But see, that's the great thing about sports, just hypothetically. Let's say Volado goes to New York. He's pitching in fucking Detroit, he, small market team. Mm-hmm. He goes to Houston, small market team. He goes to New York, biggest fucking lights in the country. Yeah. Besides fucking Chicago, Boston, and L.A. Mm-hmm. Let's say he folds under pressure there. Mm-hmm. 
and you guys fucking suck, or he sucks for you guys. Yeah, you know that's a great thing about sports. He comes to the Dodgers, he fucking folds. He he can't hit. You know he don't. He's never hit in his life. Yeah, it throws him off balance. Fucking having to swing a few times a game. Yep. You know crazy thing about sports, right? Because remember, um, the A's traded for who was that fool that sucked. Jeff Samarja and some other fool. Oh, yeah. And they gave up Addison Russell at the time. Addison Russell was the best prospect in the game. Yep. Best prospect in the game. Yep. And he gave him up. And then the two players, they, they traded for him and somebody else. So Marja and somebody else. And then they lost game one, game two. Both of them started. Right. And then in game three, they lost on the road and they were out of the playoffs. Yeah. And they traded the fucking A's, the team with no money, the team that fucking hoards their fucking draft picks and their fucking prospects yeah. like gold, and they traded, um, they traded him and somebody else. I forget who. Yeah, uh, but you know what happened there is that they they became more number driven than um, old school scouting. So, old school scouting, they're at the games. And they're seeing how they how they react in certain scenarios, different stadiums. They they have scouts that are following a team. They like they they can have a Dodger scout following every Diamondback game that they go to, and and they're they're looking at every player and they're and they're, they're writing their reviews and, and they submit all of that. Like they literally have someone that sits there and goes to every freaking game. It doesn't matter if they're going to trade for them or not. It's just finding tendencies and they build that that report for the players. So um, I think the A's at that time they were more. Uh, analytic driven because they their thing was oh look if you look at this numbers this numbers he's gonna do this but they never thought of a guy going into a smaller market how is he gonna perform he's gonna see less fans there maybe more fans at home from the other team so how is he gonna react so it's kind of like it's it becomes an away game it doesn't become a home game to him so I think they took that they didn't take that into consideration they just thought you know what we're rolling with the numbers keep going with the numbers keep going with the numbers which they forgot the whole sense of there's that one scout that finds that diamond in the rough that says you know what this guy is made for these lights like this guy could play here this guy could do this like I think it comes down to having a balance of both to be able to be successful I, I agree I see, I've seen that especially on the West Coast teams uh a great example being the Dodgers. They have so many... If you look them up, they have so many advisory roles, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Where they're like scouts, but they're like a little bit above scouts. Yeah. And then the scouts report to them. Mm-hmm. And so then they have these people saying, like, look, these are the numbers. Mm-hmm. And then these people over here on the right side saying, this is what we see. Right. And then somebody in the middle saying, okay, this matches it up with what you guys are telling me. So you're both telling me the same thing, but in different words. Right. And that's what works for them. Yeah. You don't make the World Series back-to-back years by just being a decent or good team. Like, you got everything clicking. Yeah. And the prime example is the Angels. Mm-hmm. That's Mike Social. Oh, he's so good. Like, he was so against Sarametrics. Like right. I said, I don't need nobody telling me what to, how to do my job. Right. Missed a fucking playoff six years in a row. And like, yeah. hey, man, you don't want any help. Like, I know what I'm doing. He got Jerry DePoto fired. Yeah. He went... Straight to the like the next day, like, dude, this guy's a badass GM. He was gonna hurt for a job. Broke the record of most trades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and made a trade while he was a, 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 in the hospital. <laughs> it was crazy. Look at Jerry DePoto. This is 100% true. And now Social's fired. Why? Because yeah. they said, like, dude, 
like enough's enough. Like you gotta realize, like every other team has a fucking table metrics department except us. Like, right. Oh no, we do things this way. Like we're all like, all right, keep missing the playoffs. And who comes in? Who do they get? The guy who started it all. Joe Madden, baby. Joe Madden. Everything, yeah. And I, I honestly, I think that's a that's a smart move. That's a smart move for them. Um, for the fact being that. Um, what that brings is that is that his whole philosophy revolves around pitching, which is what the Angels have always lacked. Yep. Now they have the ability to have someone that is able to place a good pitching program there that's able to help them. I mean, and I, I, I know Jerry and <laughs> Ozzy and Rudy are going to laugh at this because I always bring it up. How many Tommy Johns uh, have the Angels had? Like and my, my joke about that is, is always... Every time that that uh, they sign a, a pitcher, I'm just like, oh, he just had Tommy John just oh, signed yeah. a contract. Oh, he just had Tommy John because every single player has had Tommy John. Like it got to the point where they finally fired the medical staff. Like they've had the medical staff for so long, and they've had so many Tommy John injuries where it's like, dude, it should get to a point where it says we should probably stop taking them to this doctor because it's already been the third one this season. Like it's it's like it's ridiculous. Even like the 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 bullpen player pitchers were getting Tommy John and. It's like you you pitch one inning or half an inning and you already have Tommy John so yeah it, it, it is crazy I've heard that before who has medical staff the fucking rock the Houston Rockets they're known for having a shitty medical staff like yeah and then for football the Washington Redskins like we're like dude they the team gets mad because you go consult your own doctor and right. doctor, like let's say you're fucking I don't know. Your fabulous fucked up. They'll be like, your fabulous fucked up. And then this doctor's telling you some other shit. Like the team doctor's telling you, players will sue the team. But yeah. I did. This guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's a team doctor. Yeah, but it it, it all it, it also doesn't always fall on the doctor because it also could be that the the team is selfish and they go, you know what? Can you play? Yeah. Like, can we give him anything so he could keep going? Or if the player asks and they they don't think about it, where it says this is gonna affect them in the long run. But fuck it, I want to win now. Like. It's like now a lot of that is changing nowadays. Um, one thing that I noticed was last year, like with the Yankees, they uh, so many injuries that we had. Stanton played 18 games all season. Uh, Judge played, uh, I think he played like 70 something games. Like he missed close to half of the season. Um, but right away at the end of the season, they fired all that staff they they fired the physical trainers they filed fired all of that and what did they do they started rebuilding again they rebuilt uh, a strength coach a new strength coach who's um uh he had a master's in kinesiology uh right after that they go in and they start looking at they hire uh, a girl coach for the minor leagues who she's now uh, a hitting coach for the minor leagues that she's she's uh, doing uh, rotations on double A, single A, and triple A. Um, why did they hire her? Because she has a major in kinesiology. The the background now that they're carrying is the having kinesiology uh, as part of a masters or, or part of a requirement to be able to do it. For the fact being that now they're learning more about the body than what the body does. Um, the programs that they have that shows what muscle are you using while you're doing a certain situation, as opposed to guys just going into the gym and just saying, "Hey, I, I'm going to work out because I want to get buff." Like yeah, now, yeah. specifically, well, you use this muscle to throw, and you're not even working out this muscle, so it's kind of like. 
now they're showing the players that where they have the whole thing where you put all these sensors in your body and as you throw a pitch it's showing you what sensor is trick is going off which is the muscle that you're working on and it says now we're going to fix this muscle now we're going to train this muscle because if you fix this muscle then you're going to avoid yourself from getting hurt because it's the muscle that you're not even training while you're at the gym so I think baseball's taking that different approach now that where they're they're teaching the players that where it says, Hey, it helps for you to sleep more, it helps that's for you to eat better. better. That's it on the forums where I mean um not kinesiology, right? But they're talking about how back like we mentioned earlier, you said they really see hot dogs and drink beer yeah. before the game. And now a lot of these guys still have that old school mentality, not just on as far as the numbers, but like after a game, dude, they go out. Yeah. Like, yes, I keep in mind, these guys are, like, in the mid-20s. Yeah. Not all of them are millionaires, but a lot they of them money. are. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you're on team flights, team hotel, so that salary is yours. And you're on the road visiting these badass cities where, like, you're a little celebrity. Yeah. And, you know, you get into these places. Like, I knew a few Dodgers I used to go to a cinema here in Alhambra. <laughs> like, when I used to buy yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the famous Cuban guy. Like, Lima. Uh, yeah. Lima time. <laughs> so we should drink with them and shit not with them but like you know in the same yeah. city yeah yeah and they're like oh shit at the end be a little fucking groupie yeah but they're like, they're like right there mm-hmm. and um so what they're bringing now is like when you said sleep mm-hmm. they're eating better mm-hmm. like some of these teams have chefs mm-hmm. and I just do nothing because this was going to McDonald's at 2-3 in the morning yeah. and then, After but these, these guys are like chefs like they can make you a badass meal taste delicious it probably be not healthy, but healthier than what you're eating out. Or food, uh, the nutrition that you actually need. Yeah. And then, like, one thing you touched on was the workout regimens. I remember uh, Savage Rose House. Curls are for the girls, like, when we used to go to weight yeah. yeah, yeah. train. And when I don't do that, like, that does nothing for baseball. Like, yeah. that's nothing, literally you just nothing. Get muscles. And I remember his saying was literally less than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're taking away from your muscles mm-hmm. by doing curls because. You should be working your triceps for baseball, yeah. and, you know, whatever he used to say. And that's what they're focusing on now. Yeah. Core. Mm-hmm. Uh, one big thing, I remember telling my little brother about this. Look at Yadier Molina's rest days. Because I would tell him, every Sunday, no matter what, he has off. Any game that goes into, into extra innings, he has off. Any day game after a night game, he has off. So it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Sundays for sure he's off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'd have three days off in a week and he'd get pissed. Like, dude. And then at the time, Matheny would tell him, like, dude, chill. The Russo would tell him, chill. Like, this is for you. You're going to... And now that he's like, what, 36? And he's still in the league. Yeah. Two years ago, I think he was like 34, 33. Yeah. He was in ESPN. It might have been... SI Sports Illustrated he had an interview like you know his brothers Benji and Jose were in the majors mm-hmm. he's the baby of the three yeah and they're out of the league they were both out of the league by 32 yeah and he was over here 34 like how do you feel it was I didn't take care of my body yeah my coaches did yeah and all those two three days off a week had given me two three extra seasons yeah so that's what I tell the young guys now you get me? Yeah. So it's all like... And now other players are starting to see this. I see a lot of managers like... Um, before he got fired, 
Doug Showalter. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing. Yeah. He only wants his players playing six t- days a week. Yeah. So if you got like a Thursday, you know, sometimes they do like three games on the road and then four at home. At, yeah. Or like, sometimes they'll do the three day off Thursday. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, like, I can't have them play 162 games. The days of Cal Wilkin are over. Yeah. And if you know that Cal Wilkin story, it's bullshit. There's a lot of games where he only played the five innings, you know, because they qualified oh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. came out. Yeah. They did that for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, shout out to him. He's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. But it's not like the Iron Man. Like, I'd say he had to play every, every yeah, nine game. Nine innings at yeah, yeah. every game. He, like, he, he, like he, he was gassed too, but he would just half-ass and go for two, make a couple errors in third base, fifth inning, come out of the yeah. game. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you know the story you're like damn I didn't know it was like that yeah it's true look it up and um so the game's evolved and I get it maybe it sucks you, the one game you go during the week and the fucking stars on the bench you're like what the fuck what mm-hmm. the but it only means you're gonna enjoy them longer you know yeah I don't watch every game but you know what I like when I see the good players play. Yeah. And it's not like every team's doing it, so it's not like it, you know, you're, you're missing every fucking star. Right. But it's just like you said, like, they're getting so fucking good at being good. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's a good thing for baseball because what happens now is that the bench player has a bigger role yeah. because they have to play more than what they normally would. So what you're getting now is that a guy that they're just like, you know what, we just need somebody to cover that position this day. And that's it. Now you're getting somebody that says, we need you to play every other day. Are you able to play every other day? Are you able to play multiple positions? It's not just, uh, yeah. just one position. You back need to, be able day, to do both. You had a backup catcher and a backup first baseman. There's 25 spots, right? Yeah, 25 roster yeah. spots. Yeah. You got eight position players plus a pitcher. But that's that kind of pitcher. You got eight position pitch players plus five starters. Mm-hmm. That's 13. You have a... One lefty specialist, one righty specialist, mm-hmm. two relievers, and a closer. That's five more spots. And you're, so you have 18. Leader. Yeah. If you go with a, a six-man bullpen, yeah. so now you're at, what is that, 19 mm-hmm. plus six position players. Mm-hmm. So you got a backup catcher. You have five spots. Mm-hmm. You got a backup first baseman. Mm-hmm. You have four spots. So you got two backup outfielders and two backup infielders. Mm-hmm. Shortstop's hard to play. Mm-hmm. Third base, you need a cannon. So you pretty much you're, you're handcuffed, and that's what you said. Like Ben Zobrist, you got a guy that could play all four infield spots mm-hmm. and then outfield. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. The game evolved on its own. Like yeah. people just said, like, "Hey man, you gotta do more." Yeah. And it basically became you got you get paid more. Yeah. But you gotta do more. Yeah. Yeah, it might be like I don't know, like like Mac, Max Muncy. Let's say he's good, so he's a starter, right? I see him play first, second. I don't think he can do shortstop, but outfield. Mm-hmm. The the Joe Mowers of the world. Catcher mm-hmm. first base. I think he retired, but the catcher first base. Yeah. You gotta be fucking versatile. Yeah. Your great fucking um reference you made earlier. LeMahieu. All four infield spots. Yeah. Who was the guy back in the day for the Braves? He had five different gloves. He had a catcher's glove, catcher's mate, first baseman's glove. It wasn't Franco, was it? 
No, fuck, that fool was old. That fool was 44 years old. Really? I think he was ripped as fuck. He was fucking on steroids. He was fucking on steroids. Dude, he was on some sort of fucking horse tranquilizer shit. But but a lot of of Dominican uh, and Cuban players are freaking just animals, dude. Like, the way that they... that they were raised, and it's more of if what they eat. They they don't eat freaking McDonald's. They oh, yeah. they eat real meals. Well, like the thing is, she was working labor, like working in farms, like at four years old. Yeah, see, so like he had sense. all that. Like I don't know, I heard Joe Rogan talking about this. Camaro Usman, mm-hmm. the light heavyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. That fool was working in coal mines at four years old, like digging with his hands. <laughs> so if you if you see his hands are like. He has buff hands. I don't know if you ever seen buff hands. I'm talking about like, you know these little, like, no, no, no. I don't know, like, fold your hand almost like if you were making it into a claw and see how like it kind of flexes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he has buff that part. Damn. Because he would dig in those motherfuckers, you get me? Yeah. And so like his arms are all fucking, like he's, they're talking about, well, I mean, conversation for another day, but him becoming a fucking heavyweight fighter because he's so fucking buff. Like naturally, where he could lose weight. We're talking baseball. We're talking baseball. <laughs> but just what I'm saying, you know. Like I remember, Franco was 44 years old. Yeah. And people picked on me. Like, I, like I was old. Like, like, oh, he ain't got. How old is that for? Like, that was that one collects two checks. That was a funny one. <laughs> then we get to Social Security, <laughs> and then his brain's check. That was old as fuck. Yeah, he was really old, man. He but was he was producing. Well, that's yeah, when he'd be in the league. Yeah. And I remember when he was like 43. And then we signed him to a one year deal, like, what? That's just for retire already. But we make it. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to. That's been like, crazy. what, 12 years? Yeah. Now, there's still, there's still a lot of a lot of old players that are still playing, like, in the, uh, uh, what is, what are those, the, um, the winter leagues, like Venezuela? Yeah, and like, you still, the independent leagues. You still got, you still got, um, Ricky Henderson, he plays um, in the, uh, what is that? It's, oh, what is it called? He doesn't play full-time. He's a coach-class player. Like, there's games where he'll play. I don't know if he still does it now, but they were showing it that he was still playing. Like, he was a coach, but he would still play a couple games to put himself in. And he was still trying to steal bases. What a douchebag. <laughs> Imagine you're on the spot. You're a center fielder. And then you go look at the lineup card. And it's like, R. Henderson. Like, come on, dick. And he's betting lead up. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy, but um, I remember seeing his three thousand hit. I remember when when he stole um, the base. I think it was with the Dodgers, and he and he pulled the base out yeah, and yeah. was holding it. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I remember that game. That was pretty cool. That was that was something cool. I remember Jeter's three thousand hit too. Oh, I remember that. Just was a little mini slip. Remember? That's actually right here, right behind me. That's right there. That's his three thousand hit. See that uh, against David Price. Yeah. When he was with the That was Saturday That was Saturday Yeah, We were watching Because he was a little slump Not slump But just It took him a few days To get to the 3000 So we're like You know how they Cut to every fucking at bat Yeah And I was like Oh he's gonna do it right here But I mean Everything's like I, I mean I could say it like I, It's the truth But that's all he's gonna do right here And he did it And I was like How do you know I'm like dude He's like going for 7 <laughs> He's gonna get a hit eventually <laughs> Yeah and he, was, he was honestly one of my favorite players. You cast my younger brother, Lil B, um, the youngest. We saw his uh, last game at Yankee Stadium. I yeah. told him, like, and he, because he remembered when I got home from that Saturday, I told him, like, you see that? He's like, yeah, I saw the replay. And then we watched his final game at Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. when 
he got that seagull the other way mm-hmm. to walk, the walk off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It would have been so fucking cool if he would have hit a home with her. Yeah, I'm like nah, bro. I'm like so Jeter, opposite way, like yeah. taking it. That's like him. that's that's exactly what yeah. said. That's him. And he was like, you're fucking right. Like yeah. you're fucking right. That is him. And I hate it that he still had to go to Boston though to end the season. And then they uh, pulled, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they pulled him. I yeah. I got um, I got the opportunity to go um. For his uh, number retirement. Oh, cool. Shout out to my lady. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I had the opportunity to go. Um, uh, I went for the ceremony. It, it was crazy, man. Like, the whole day that game was raining. And, like, before the game started, it was raining. So, they didn't know if the game, or if they were going to have it or not. Like, it was already kind of, uh, like, up in the air. And I was just like, nah, it's going to happen. Like, it has to happen. Like, this is, like, it's Jeter. Like, it, it's going to happen. And, and the crazy thing is that, like, an hour before the game, it was it was cloudy the whole game. An hour before the, the game, it clears up. And it clears up only where Yankee Stadium is at. Only that little part, it's all blue. And everything else is all black all around. And and during the time that they had the ceremony, it was it was like that. And once the game started, it got cloudy again. Like it was, it was freaking crazy. Like how it happened. The baseball gods. Yeah, that 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 was really dope. I actually uh, want to go um, this year. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can um, for the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony oh, yeah. when they have it at Yankee Stadium. That would be something that I want to see. Oh, I actually had the pack over there when I went to his um, the uh, the game his. His uh, going away game where they did the ceremony and everything. Hey, what? I mean, I wish it was an anonymous so we could be like, fuck you, take away his fucking voting way. Oh, who? who the one it? fucking douchebag that they didn't do it. <laughs> and that's fucking bullshit. I'm not saying just because it's cheated because there's been others that have been just by one or two votes. Mm-hmm. It's more about them being like, oh, well. I didn't vote for fucking Manto, so I'm not gonna vote for this guy. They want the fame. That's the thing. The the thing is, is that they want and and to, uh, everything that I was hearing, it makes sense where they go. They want the fame, but they're doing it unanimous. Yeah. They, they they want the fame to say who was the one that did it, but they don't want to be the ones that come out and say, "Well, I did it," because at the end of the day, they get to be the ones that say, "You know what? I was the one that didn't vote for Jeter." Like when everyone's asking about it, when yeah. everyone's talking about it, because that's all you're hearing. Like you're not hearing like, "Oh, like Hall of Fame, like he made it and everything like that." You're hearing there's one person that didn't vote for. Uh, that's that's why you're like, I was going to be a fucking. Hall of Fame hitter. I think they ought to be a great fucking baseball player. That you make it about you, you piece of shit, whoever that is. Like, dude, everything he accomplished, you accomplished not giving it. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck, you fucking piece of shit? Like, you're writing his accomplishment. Yeah. So and it's it's kind of like, why would Get you off your fucking home? high horse and just. I, I don't even know what the argument for that was. Like, if everybody else said, like, dude. Hall of Fame without a doubt yeah. first year fucking well not everybody so this is the thing do you consider him overrated yes or no yes you consider you are okay why for the time shortstops were producing more Noma Garcia Parra A-Rod so is he great yes is he overrated was your question though he is because I for his career, he was the third best shortstop. Yeah, but but as over from what I'm talking about, overrated is 
his career, like overall, longevity, overall, okay, who he was, everything. Do you consider that overrated? Because what they talk about is him. They don't talk about everything else. Like, yeah, he 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 wasn't the best shortstop on the team. There was a Rod that was right there. That no, no, no. But before that, before that, when a Rod was on the fucking yeah, no, no, he wasn't. He 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 wasn't the best one. But but guess what? He did everything right. That, that's 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 what made him great, and that's what put him above everybody else. Like it wasn't a numbers thing; it was the way he carried himself, the way he led a team. He led baseball during the time of steroids, where he made baseball. I give him that. I don't know. I um, he was a home run hitter during the home run era, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Great batting average. Never an MVP. Never MVP. I think the the closest he finished was third place. I think World yeah. Series titles put him on a shitty team. Didn't have World Series titles. You get me? Like, yes, he won a f- fucking how much? Five. Five. He won five World Series. Put him on the fucking Tigers. He has no World Series. You get me? Uh, Does he still have the same fame and all that? So looking at his numbers, like they're great. Three thousand hits is nothing to scoff at. Like that is legit. So, the, so the argument always is that he was surrounded about around great players. He was. Yes, but you still have to perform. Yeah, uh, yeah, you do. You, you do. I mean, no, I no, no. I, I think he's great. Is he overrated? Yes, because he he is not like if you were to make an all decade team, probably doesn't start. Might not even be on the roster. Who? But who would you want to lead that team? Who would you want to be the person that leads that team? Sometimes you you have to sacrifice a little bit. Leadership, yes. Leadership is not a... You can't put like a... A percentage of what they're... 3,000 hits, you have 3,000 hits. You can't be like leadership 99. You know, it's not like a fucking Madden. I agree on that part. One of the last captains, him and Veritek. There's no captains. No. Hockey has captains. Football, you send your captains out to fucking the halftime toss. Soccer, you got the little fucking armband, yeah. the little yellow shit, you know? Basketball, LeBron's your captain. Right. You know? Baseball, there is no captain. Yep. And that's what me and Lizzie talked about this back in the day. Because, like, Veritek. Veritek wasn't that good. That's yeah. a better example as far as captain. Veritek yeah. wasn't that good. But he caught all the hard pitchers to catch. He made... Dude, pitchers are divas. You know that. Yeah. And he would fucking... The Clemens... Fine, I'm, I'm trying to brain fart, but who were the Red Sox pitchers back in the day? That uh, Schilling. Schilling. Clemens. Um, Who's there in the Schilling game? Dice K. Dice K. Like all those divas, <laughs> he fucking maintained it. Who fucking punched, well, what did he do to A-Rod? Like he shoved him yeah. in the face type shit. And he shit. backed up his pitcher at the end of it. Uh, see, I, I get that. For for me, what, what I consider overrated is, is kind of like, so you're saying that he's the first... First ballot Hall of Famer, but you're saying that he's overrated. Well, no, no, okay, 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 okay. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. First ballot Hall of Famer, yes. Is he overrated? Yes. Why? Because once you break it down, people have him on this fucking pedestal like he's a fucking 12. Like, no, bro, he's on fucking solid nine. Solid nine, start to finish, Hall of Famer. But he's not a fucking 12. Like, bring it down a little bit. You got your Griffies. You got your fucking. I don't know who's another great example. Your chippers. Yeah, I, like, I, I get that. And see, Ch- Chipper was leader. Griffey wasn't leader. Griffey was a great player. Yeah. But he wasn't in all... All, all around is not just performance. It's just the way that you motivate to make others better around you. Because you never know if you put... The, uh, if you put a great player in a bad situation, 
they're gonna fail. If you put a player that that has that mentality that could make great players around him, then you build something better. My my whole thing is is that. The team wouldn't have been successful if it wasn't that one person that kept the the glue, the the glue that kept the team together. Because if you get a lot of great players all in one, they're always going to clash. Think about it. He never liked A Rod. Him and A Rod never got along. He hated A Rod, and he he still played next to A Rod. He, outside of the field, he wasn't talking to A-Rod. And it all came out that even when they even had the interview, like, of them together once, I think, uh, once Jeter was retired, they had an interview with him and A-Rod sitting together, and they, like, it was so fucking awkward. Like, seeing the both of them there, and it, it, it was like, you could tell, like, I don't like him, but I'm going to respect him because of the field. Like, we're playing on the same team, and, I, and I'm going to back him up and everything. And he kept that together. Think about it. They won a championship with two people that hate each other playing right next to each other and being able to accomplish that. Jeter, Jeter wasn't the superstar there. A-Rod was a superstar and he gave him that limelight, but A-Rod wasn't the one that was sitting there talking in the microphones, talking to the team, keeping the team motivated. A-Rod was just like, I'm here for myself and I'm going to hit my home runs and do whatever I can. Like, I want my publicity, fucking steroids and all that shit during that time. But at the end of the day, who would they talk to? If, if A-Rod hits a, a, a walk-off, who do they talk to? Jeter. They don't go and they, they, they talk to A-Rod, who's a great player, or who was a great player. They go and they talk to the guy who's the glue of the team, because it all revolves around him. Like, all those certain situations happen because of the great player that's all around, that could build that actual team, that could keep a team with Divas working as one. It, it's kind of like a coach on the field, to, to say. So that's, I think that's the, that's the added thing. Like, it's like, yeah... I get the numbers. The, the, he didn't have power. He didn't have that. But at the end of the day, he made people better. Like, he he made those players become even greater than what they were. Like, there's not a lot of players that could really do that. The, I, I mean, you have Trout there right now. Trout's the best player in baseball. They By far. struggling. Yeah. Like, they, they, they have talent. They, they have the ability to do something because they, they've been competitive, but there's not that extra edge that pushes them to the next level. But, but see, I, I think... I'm not saying you're wrong, but I almost feel like you're giving too much credit to Jeter. Because you got to remember, this was Joe Torre's team at the time. This was before Girardi. Joe Torre is one of the best managers of all time. Yeah. And... Like, one of your arguments, or one of the things you brought up was, he was surrounded by great players. Jorge Posada, Hall of Famer? I think eventually. Mariano Rivera? Yeah. Without I don't think Giambi will make it. I don't think A-Rod will make it. A-Rod's not going to make it, right? A-Rod will make it if they finally vote... Um, if they vote Schilling or Bonds in, one of them in... He's gonna make it because the, the, that's that's the barrier breaker right there. It, it, all the the players that have like their last years that they're in the hall, that they're in the ballot. Um, if Roger Clemens, Schilling, Bonds, if one of them makes it, it's it's gonna break that little barriers. Yeah, the writers of of they're so resentful of it's like I don't want to be the first one that that brings him yeah. in, and then I get questioned about it. So. I mean, this past year, he won, but I think he lost, I'm sorry, by six votes. 
that could change next year because there's maybe next year's ballot isn't as great as this year wasn't even that great but it's like maybe there's really no one so it's kind of like what are you going to do not vote so now you have to vote for somebody so are you going to vote for somebody that you don't feel should be in there just because you're resentful towards somebody else like it's going to come to a point when it's going to happen and I think once that happens they're going to say you know what we let one in we have to start letting everyone else in because now they're going to ask us why did you vote for this person but not for this one so it has a not it has a chance to, to happen. Honestly, it does have a chance to happen, but it all depends on these guys that are there for the last years in the ballot. Because b- besides the Braves, right, and the Dodgers, I used to watch them so much. Like I said, Vince Scully. Let me just go off the top of the dome. You got Scott Brocious, Chuck Knobloch, Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, Mike mm-hmm. Lucina, mm-hmm. Andy Pettit, mm-hmm. dude. Surrounded by stars, A Rod, and then now the New Year's School, right? He had fucking was Gary Sanchez, Robinson Cano. Gary Sanchez was there, but he was there for the last year where where he was still a rookie at that time. But um, Jeter's last year, you had well during that time he had Randy Johnson was on the team. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Um, Shit, who else? Um, I'm trying to think my position, but I'm like, such a knob lock, second yeah. base after Cano. Look, sure, that was him. Aaron Boone. Uh, yeah. Third base. Like, Boone was good. He wasn't yeah. great. Like, all, all he's really remembered for is for the, the home fuck, run that he had. Yeah, the fuck Aaron Boone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that that's what he's remembered for. He wasn't he wasn't a great player. He was a good player because think about it. He got he got just he became dispensable the moment that he fucked up and played basketball on yeah. the off season. Like well, Tino Martinez. Tino Martinez was a good Tino player. Martinez. I like Tino Martinez. Nobody get me. So I, leadership is not quantifiable. You know, there, like I said, there's no fucking. Or he brings this to the table. Yeah, there's that an X factor, right? It's an X factor. His leadership. But I can't tell you, I can't sit here and honestly tell you, well, his leadership made him a Hall of Famer, you know? It's uh, a cultivation of everything. It, it's a mix, yeah. It, it's a mix, but but it's, what you're looking at is is not necessarily that. It's just, what what did he do to be here? What, what, what did he achieve? What were the things that he did? So it's kind of like you do take that into consideration because... You that's a that's a once in a generation type of player. You you don't have those players now that that are that are there saying the right things. Like if you look at his interviews now, like even even when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, they they question him about the Marlins, and his first thing is that he said is is I didn't come to to show up to a team to lose. Like I'm not one that wants to lose. So understand that when I came here, I made promises and I'm still keeping my promises. It's going to take time. I'm not telling you that it's something that that is going to change from one day to a, to the other. Like, he's always handled media the right way. The way that he's explained certain scenarios where it's like he answered the question where it could have been like, dude, like anybody else would have been like, well, we're, we're, we're in our building organization. We're, we're at the time where we're still developing players, building our systems and all that. He was just like, we suck. Yes, I'm not happy about it. But at the end of the day, we have a game plan and we're still moving forward with it. Like, It's like 
I don't know. The, uh, to to me, it's like it's like you don't see as many players doing that. L- look at the, the funny one. The Melky Cabrera won the won the uh, um, for what was it? The uh, All Star game. He was the MVP for the All Star game. They ask him a question, and all he all he says is, "I'm thankful for God. I'm <laughs> thankful for the like." It's like see, oh, that's unfair. Now we don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> But see, <laughs> that was hilarious. That shit was so fucking funny, that. dude. That's when Facebook was in its prime, and we had like it was me, you, and like ten other people. Like, just I just wanna like, Milky, you just want to watch game MVP. How does this make you feel? I want to thank God. I love my life. I, I love my family. And then, oh, mom, mom, when he calls his mom over, the mom comes. She goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Live television, but see, you didn't speak English. Shout out oh, I, to Melanie Cabrera. No, you got me speaking English, right? I, I get that. <laughs> That's fucked up a little funny, <laughs> but still. But, but see, it was funny. At, at the at the end of the day, it's kind of if you're in that situation, you should be able to learn how to how to be able okay. to speak because that's no, okay. I, oh, this is one of my favorite stories in sports, and it's a hundred percent true story. Two thousand one. 2001, a year after Y2K, we're still alive. Robots didn't take over yet. They asked Bartolo Colon, Bartolo, ¿por qué no has aprendido inglés? Bartolo, why haven't you learned English? Voy a estar fuera de la liga como en uno o tres años, chico. ¿Para qué quiero aprender el lenguaje? I want to be, I'm going to be out of the league in two, three years, boy. Why do I want to learn the language? 2019? Yeah. He was still in the fucking leagues. Yeah. And he's still trying 18 to year, come back now. <laughs> 18 years later, dude, he has not learned English. He's been in the league like 22 years and he's not learned English. You get me? Yeah. And he's been... <laughs> he was in the 1997 trade. They traded him from the Expos to the... Indians. The Indians. They got Cliff Lee, Gray Sizemore. Yeah. These were prospects. Yeah. He was already a major leaguer. Yeah. And somebody else. There was three players. Three good players. Three good prospects. And all those three prospects are retired already. Yeah. <laughs> and this was still in the league. He just hit a home run like two years ago. Remember that home run he hit in San Diego? Yeah. Dude, I was crying of joy, man. Yeah, that no, that 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 is a funny story, but I I, I think um a, a lot of teams are taking different approaches now with that that they're actually um there's actually academies like all the international players that they're signing they don't only play baseball they actually have a school where they're teaching them English like I was watching um the Yankees um feed and they had like all these sixteen year olds um going to school like they were getting their diplomas nice. like it's 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 crazy how how baseball is evolving and that that's a cool thing because it's kind of you're coming into a different country you're coming by yourself you're yeah, not coming with your family and you have to learn a whole different culture not only that you have to be able to perform yeah. and and be better than what you were like it's it's like i read the fucking aroldis chapman the year he the defected Mm-hmm. It was in the World Baseball Classic. A lot of players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bray, yeah, fucking yeah. the Yasiel Puigs. I remember the Roldis Chapman. He signed not even a big contract. Not his rookie contract wasn't big. It was a big contract, but it, like in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that big. And he was getting hate mail, like pretty much calling him the N-word and shit. Mm-hmm. Sure, he didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. He couldn't fucking read it. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't understand it, but his agent was just reading it and tearing it up. Like, what's going on? 
and I was just excited to have you here, like, the way you're ripping it. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you reading it to me? And, like, he had kids already, and he let them in Cuba. And then, and you, you pitched to him, and he goes, ah, you know, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I'm not asking you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're pitching tomorrow. It's your job. And, like, you're in home at the hotel, and he's just calling the agent, like, hey, come pick me up. Like, it's a way to meet. Like, 30, 40 minutes calls, and he's like, dude, what's wrong? Hey, man, I'm here in the hotel by myself. I miss my family. Like, do anything with me. Take me anywhere. I don't care. Like, hey, man, I got a family, too. Yeah. It goes, well, I left mine. <laughs> come pick me up here. Like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. it puts things in perspective. Like, yeah. he had to um, get his family out here, you know? After uh, Miguel Cabrera, mm-hmm. he suffer- suffered with substance abuse when he was in Detroit. I think he's still in Detroit, right? Yeah. Um, and then a few years ago in Venezuela, they took his mom hostage. I, I remember that. And then he's having an off year, right? 330 hit everybody, like 270 in April, 220 in May. Fucking people come up to him after the game. Is this having something to do with your hitting stance or because your mom's abducted? Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer taking questions. Yeah, and the, and, and the crazy thing is that all those players that actually do defect, it's kind of like they put their family at risk because you don't know. If they. It, there's people out there that, that see somebody come up here and they're going to say, oh, they have money now, so I'm going to go and I'm going to take one of their family members to try to get a ransom to try to make money yeah. or um, uh, hate where they go you were supposed to be representing Cuba you were supposed to be doing this so we're going to kill your family for, for you leaving us because that's what you did to us like it's like people take shit to the extreme where it's yeah. like damn that it's, it's fucking crazy because they had to think about that in the back of their head where if they don't get the phone call from their from their family is it are they dead are they still there like what happened like it's like are they in jail who who was the fool that caught a case in the Aussie like two years ago? For, no, it wasn't him. He, the pirates closer? No, that's 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 a pedophile. Fool. Yeah, that, that, that was, was crazy. But no, we'll get into that one if you want. That shit's ugly. But um, the fool that was uh, on his ranch, I think in Venezuela as well, and they were trespassing, and so he killed the fool with the machete because. Like they, yeah, they were on his fucking... Like, they were trying to kill him. Yeah. But everybody said, like, don't get me wrong, I love America. There's a lot of things wrong that we could do better. But you can at least defend yourself. Like, over there, like, oh, well, you killed him. Right. And I think he's in jail right now over there. I forget. He, he's I like a nonchalant player. Nonchalant's not the word. I fucked up. I would say not obscure, but not like a fucking all-star type guy. Yeah. But somebody in the majors, you know, that... He was on his property, and he was defending himself because they didn't do that shit to him. That kind of rings a bell. The, the 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 one that I do remember too, there was a there was a Yankees prospect. He was in Venezuela. Um, he got mugged and he got shot in the leg. Um, he missed uh, a season because the the bullet was still in his leg and they couldn't pull it out because it was close to uh, an artery or something that if they pulled it out, he would have bled to death. Damn. So, like, for a while, he had to have the bullet there. Like, just imagine, like... It, but see, that that goes, too. Like, yeah, I, I understand, like, you love where you came from. You have your family there and everything. But 
you're putting yourself and your family in that situation because you're making so much money and you're going back there like at least go with security like, at least like try to secure yourself or the the teams like if 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 they know that the player's going there like send one security guard two security security guards with them to be able to do that because that's that becomes an investment to them at the end of the day if they see that there's the potential and all that that's an investment to them and the shit happens like the David Ortiz thing yeah. where he went with no security and then he ends up getting shot um it all comes down to they they feel like they're when they go home they have more than what everyone else has, so they they come saying like I'm untouchable here because I'm here, like I'm a I'm a superstar, like no one's gonna hurt a superstar. But now people are hurting for money. That yeah. nowadays that they'll do anything. Like they're they're like I don't care who you are. At the end of the day, you're wearing a Rolex. I'm gonna get that Rolex so I can feed my family. Like it's like it it's what the world is coming to nowadays. Where especially like, when they left it, they haven't been there in a while. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's fucked up all over. Yeah. Yeah, no, that it, that's crazy, and it it's 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 a scary thing to see how the world is turning to. Because before, it's like you wouldn't hear that much of of murders and stuff, and maybe it's because of social media is being bigger now that any little thing somebody farts and it goes on a poster and something like it. Do you my fart? I want to do that, dude. I know, without all, oh, dude. This is how I was gonna start it. This is how I was gonna start this podcast. As I was getting over here, I would say, "How can I start this one?" And I said to myself, all right, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, do you remember there was a quinceanera practice outside my house? What did I do? And just see what you remember. Roy, do you remember that time there was a quinceanera practice outside my house? What did I do? Farted. No, 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 no. Did you tell them what I did? No. Was that about the best fart you've ever heard in your life? That was the most in tune fart I've ever heard. Was it the loudest motherfucker you ever heard? Yeah, dude. Actually, I still tell people about that. I'm telling, dude. I'm, no lie. Uh, two, I guess when this comes out, two episodes ago, uh, me and my brother were fucking. Um, we're recording, and I farted twice. And I guess the microphone didn't catch it. Like we talk about it, like, oh, he goes, bless you. And I go, well, fuck it. They heard me burp. They heard me cry. Now they hear me fart. And I did it again. And then uh, people are like, oh, I couldn't hear you. I'm like, oh, cool. Fuck it. I'll fart louder next time. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> hey, we like this shit. Let me get a third mic on and here. No, <laughs> no, no, tell them. That in my life, we, we all fart, right? Except girls. Girls don't fart. That's why we're so fucking full of shit. <laughs> Love you too, girls. Love you too. Keep listening. Tell your friends about this. Um, was that not the best fart you've ever heard? You've been a part of That was crazy and i think that was like the most randomest time too because i think you were getting out of the car too yeah, you just yeah. got out and i know it just like you looked and it was like <laughs> but it was loud right and then they all turned around and they're like what the fuck and i was like oh fuck this i know i really heard it but i know like you guys hear that like that shit was loud because like dude People were like 30, 40 feet away. And they were like, dude, what the fuck? Uh, we were in high school, no? Yeah, yeah. You can even hear the musical. DJ spin that shit. I don't know what you were saying about like, oh, the social media, like you fart and everybody fucking knows. No, yeah. Um, I think it's fucked up all over. But just 
fucking everything going on, you know, fucking, you got Australian fires, you got the fucking, the glaciers melting, you got fucking... Wait, cir- circling back to the Australia fires, did you see the hailstorms that they're getting hit with right now? Oh, no. Dude, it's, it was funny, I, I and back to social media, the the thing that I seen was like, the, they wrote... What the fuck is did Australia do oh, yeah. to deserve? I, 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 okay, I saw a tweet, but I didn't like a screenshot of a tweet. Dude, the, I didn't see like they were getting videos. hit with with hailstorms that it was like the size the size of like I would say like half the size of a basketball. That it was just fucking hitting everything. So it's like you got fires and you got fucking hailstorms that are fucking attacking you. So it's like <laughs> you're damned if you do, you're damned yeah. if you don't. Like. It's so crazy, but I think that all goes down to global warming. Yeah, people don't believe in global warming. That's fucking. No, think, think, think about it now. During these months, these are the fucking months where we get rain. Yeah. What are we getting? We're getting fucking sun. We're, Seventy we're, during, or something. During the day, we're getting the sixties, the seventies, yeah. and then during the night, we're getting the forties. Like it's like the the shit doesn't happen over here. Um, I the company I work for, they're located in Michigan. They're like. We've yet to really get hit with snow, and normally we get, like, there's only two or three months out of the year that we don't have snow, and now it's all sunny. Like, it's, like, it's fucking weird. Like, it's, like, it all comes down to to global warming, and and I think that that's, that's not only going to affect us um, in the long run, but that's going to end up fucking up everything where now... The certain animals that that um, are accustomed to certain weathers at a certain point in time, they're gonna start, yeah, they're gonna start dying, and then when one dies, something else chain reaction exactly because you get your food chain like like the the bears get the fish like maybe there's certain fish that attack other fishes that now another cause it creates something where we get. Uh, overpopulation of fish that we don't even want like I forgot and then they eat the plankton or they it's, don't eat the plankton exactly and they start, they, yeah so yeah. it's just a whole chain reaction that starts fucking up everything and it's kind of like if you fuck with one thing everything else is gonna fall so um, I honestly think that when it comes down to, to shit like that it's kind of like people it's it's not that they don't take that into consideration, like how how uh, the president says where where he goes. Well, yeah, I don't believe in global warming. Yeah, you don't know shit because all the people that that pay for you to to, yeah. to make to get to the fucking to the, to the Oval Office that paid for you to get there are gonna tell you you don't believe in global warming. Here's a hundred million dollars for your campaign. Like it's like. It, it, it's like he's literally a walking advertisement everything that he's doing is that he's promoting what the fuck they're paying him and to the, promote the worst part is these guys are all like in their 70s tops they got like 15 years left tops yeah. Mitch McConnell like the, these guys are all like on their last fucking hoorah all old taking the last fucking 100 million for what yeah they wouldn't even spend it mm-hmm. they wouldn't be allowed to spend it and yet they're living the fucked up planet for everybody else yep and then everybody's too scared to make a a stand, you know. One thing I told Izzy before we started recording on his last episode, I'm like, thank you for doing this again. And he's like, why? I'm like, you don't, I didn't, re- me, myself, I didn't realize how hard it was for people to come out here and share their opinions. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have backed out, been like, uh-uh, I can't go on record and say these things because, <laughs> you know, like, people are going to judge me if we're going to say these. I'm yeah. like, nah, son, like... You gotta stand for it because people told me like I didn't know you were such a liberal. I'm like, am I? I don't think I'm that much of a liberal. I know I'm more like I'm not even a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with a lot of shit they do, 
but I'd say I'm liberal, progressive, yeah. whatever. They're like, I don't know you that much. Like, you lean that far left. I'm like, to me, I don't lean left or right. I'm just trying to say, like, okay, hey, the planet's fucked up. We got to do better. Yeah. Does that make me a liberal pussy? Like, dude, I'm not a tree hugger. But just no, recycle. But but I think I think when it comes to politics, there's there's so much corruption that it's kind of like it gets to the point where everyone's corrupted, one way or another. Every every, every politician is corrupted. Every politician. It doesn't matter. They 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 all have um, an agenda that one way or another they're going for to try to make that certain agenda better, but it could affect something else. So it's like in their mindset they could think that oh yeah this is great for everything, but at the end of the day it could affect something else. Like it's a chain reaction, like how we just said. So it's kind of like there's always going to be someone crooked because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you're accepting money. It's if you're changing a lifestyle or if you're changing something, it's going to cause a chain reaction that's going to fuck something up. That just goes in the world at the, the for anything. But I I I think that. When it comes to voting to see who the next president is, it's kind of like you have to take who's who gives you the less bullshit at the end of the day. Who's the one that that you really see is wanting to make change or wanting to do something, and it's not just bullshitting you just to get into the office and do whatever the fuck they want at the end of the day. So, um, I I just take that into consideration. I just try to see like there's a lot of people that talk about changing and doing a lot of different things but when they come to the office then they back up and they go well we can't change it because of this and this and this there's this yeah. policy and that it didn't get approved so oh well I'm gonna move on to the next thing like it's it's like you you do have to see someone that really has the belief and really has the drive to do the same thing or that's really pushing for the same thing over and over but I think what hurts us is that there's the people that that are like, oh yeah, this person's corrupted, so I'm not going to vote for them. Uh, but yet you're going to get someone that's even more corrupted into the office now. Like it's like uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like you have to find the the least bullshit that there is out there, and the one that could at least make some sort of a difference. Um, and then I think if everyone follows and goes for that certain person, then it gives us a better chance of a better a better tenure of a better president to have like eh, I don't know I, I, I for me it's like I don't follow too much into politics because at the end of the day it's it's kind of like I feel like like a lot of the shit that happens it, it's it's already controlled as is even if there's a president there or not there's there's something that's going to be controlled one way or another that there's more a higher archy more than than what the president is every someone in the background that's going to be able to control something else but i mean votes do matter people's votes matter in in to what they vote for but when you have four or five different sides you're gonna get shit at the end a few things to unravel i feel it's so fucked up that they're not behind the scenes. They're in front of your face, like all these lobbyists and all this. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like you know, there's like there's no personally, there's no like behind the scenes. It's like no, they're they're there. They're lobbyists, you know, for fucking back in the day for cigarettes. Today for pharmaceuticals right. and big banks. Like they're there. Right. You're just like oh, somebody else is controlling. Like, no, they're they're like donating the, to politicians. Like, brands, like yeah. when when people take something. Philip like, Morris back in the day. Yeah. Now it's fucking Wells Fargo and. 
I don't know what the proper name is for Chase, but it's like J.P. Morgan. JP Morgan. Yeah, J.P. Morgan. Like those are the behind-the-scenes people. They just do it as a small donation of a hundred million to the Republican Party. You know, right? Um, it sounds fucked up, but it's the truth. I can't wait for the fucking boomers to start dying off, dude. The country's gonna be a much better place as soon as they start dying off. They just—they're the majority of the voters. They vote Republican and they vote conservative. As soon as they start dying, people are going to say, oh shit, it really matters. Because right now, you don't know all those fucking 75, 82 year olds in fucking Wisconsin that are controlling the country. Yeah, but, but see, the, the thing too is that is that the generation that's coming up now. Oh, dude, it's going to be so far left, dude. Yeah, so fucking far left, dude. It's going to get ugly. I'm telling yeah. Izzy, I've told Izzy countless times. They're going to be so fucking far left. We're going to be the conservatives. You get me? Yeah. Like, no, we're going to be the conservatives. But, but my whole thing, it, it's like... Look, I almost... Hold on, hold on, real quick. Jump into it. But I almost... In a weird way, I don't want them to die off yet. Just so that they can see how far left the country's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> once these fucking youngsters start become the majority. Yeah. Like, at the blink of an eye, one election from the next... It's going to change. It might not be 2020. Wait... What is it? Twenty twenty two, right? When's the next election? Is it this year? This year already? Uh, I think it's yeah. I think it's this year or next year. Okay, one. Well, I'm mistaken. I think it's this year. I think it's this year. What? Oh, twenty twenty. Yeah, because twenty sixteen was Trumpas. Yeah. Twenty twenty twelve. Yeah, shit. Fuck four years. Yeah. And then well, okay, twenty twenty four. Then I think it's just gonna be like that. Right, where all these kids are like what right now? They're fucking fifty years old. And they're going to vote. All these kids that are 17-year-olds, they're going to vote. The 19-year-olds, they're going to vote. Yeah. It is going to swing from one side to the next. And be like, what the fuck happened? They're tired of fucking mass murders. They're tired of all this fucking, they don't believe in global warming, anti-vax, fucking flat earth. They're going to come out and just fucking far left watch. Far. Yeah. But jump into yours. But see, the, the thing that scares me with that is that the, that generation is a generation that is that drives off of social media. If you make the Kardashians famous and one of the strongest families in the world, for the fact being that they're watching their show because they like drama, it's going to become a thing that it's going to be like, now the 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 race for the president is going to be like, not what can you can bring, it's like, what can you show? Like, are are you are you showing like like dude like this this guy just left his wife because she believed in this? Like, it's gonna now people are gonna start following the guy because the guy started something. Like, if the guy does a fucking dance and people start enjoying a dance, then people start following that just because that becomes relevant. It's like what's relevant at that time, and I think that that in this day of age, like social media controls a lot, like. Again, back to the Kardashians. If they release a fucking stick of gum and they say, "Oh yeah, this is our new gum," more than fifteen million people are gonna buy that fucking gum. Like it, it, it's it's like they're they're driving the shit because people love what the fuck they did or the drama that they brought, and it, it's like I, I that kind of scares me. Where where it's like people are becoming relevant. For not changing the world, but just because they did something stupid or, or they made something that people laughed at or people noticed. So it's like they didn't do anything that changed the world, but they're one of the most famous families in the world. Like, 
and 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 that that was made by the by our generation now that that is just into like oh I want to see reality TV I want to see what they're doing over here I want to see what people are doing like it's like if that's your train of thought instead of thinking of how who should I be looking at that of somebody that's changing the world who who's making the world better that I'm going to be living in that my family's going to be living in the children that I'm going to be that I'm going to have sooner or later are going to be living in like it's like no one pays attention to that anymore it's, it's just one example right but um not too long but I work with this one guy that's uh he pitches at Mount Sec baseball player that's how me and him got along and I was telling him you're a bright guy for being he's 19 I was like you're a bright guy for being so young like it was because I focus on me I don't worry about, about what everything else is going on in the world I just worry about what I gotta do right and I'm like it's a good attitude and he yes. was we had a bad rep we're all like this but I just wanted to talk about that we're always on our phone and where he goes that's you guys and I was like me he goes you old cats he thought I was older and I was like nah dude like we get the bad rep of always being on our phones whatever whatever I was like ooh you wanna have a little like I told you you wanna have a little phone with you I was like I'm a millennial you're a millennial you went to like 37 I was like whoa and he confused me for being younger and he told me that, dude, honestly you're so mature I thought you were older I was like, hey appreciate that that's a nice way to say it I don't believe you you thought I was 37 piece of shit and I was like and he, what he told me was well, it was a long conversation right but he told me something that stuck out was I don't care about politics when I vote I want to put somebody in politics to take care of the politics shit. But right now, I don't trust anybody in there. Right. So we need to get in there and fucking change the status quo. And I was already impressed with this cat. I told him, hey dude, would you be down to be on the podcast? And he said, well, one of the things I mentioned before we started recording, like, nah, I can't put my shit in. Because what like in five years, like, you know, I'm not mature enough to have that conversation because I might change my mind. And I'll be like, I can't believe I said something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's a great thing about podcast. I can change my mind in a week. I get to, hey, you know what? Dude, it wasn't fucking overrated. He was fucking popular. Man. That's a great thing, you know? That's a great thing about an opinion. You right. can change your opinion. You can't change facts, right. but you can change an opinion. Right. And uh, he's like, nah, man. I'll get on there one day, you know? Like, obviously, I have his number. He's like, cool, dude. Not a homie, homie, but, you know, somebody else. Hey, dude, we're going to keep in touch. He's like, yeah. We work together, right? So I had his number for work. And um, what he said, almost like when somebody tells you, like, like fuck, I didn't think about it like that. He goes, dude, we got to change the status quo because the people that are in charge of that political shit are not taking care of that political shit. Yeah. So imagine if we could just, hey, whatever we're doing is not working. Yeah. I'm not saying start from scratch, but all you fools in there now got to kick rocks Yeah. because you fools are doing a shitty job. Everybody comes in, at least a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the same one thing I've always said was I'm like dude if it were really that easy he goes well make it that easy dude they're not getting the job done they don't represent me 19 years old telling me you know what they're doing you know what they represent I knew he was going to say pharmaceuticals and big banks mm-hmm. and I was like who do they represent he said banks and big pharma so he said it in other words but he said the same shit he goes I just blew your mind huh he thought he was blowing my mind like on some like oh man I never thought about this mm-hmm. shit and I was like I did but you did but not for the reasons you think I was like 
I'm just surprised you know this shit at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Because at 19 years old, I, was, I did not have that same mindset. Like, mm-hmm. hey, was, dude, that's what me and my baseball team talk about. When we're out there warming up, that's what we're fucking talking about. When I go to class, that's what the fuck we're talking about. He goes, but nobody fucking takes it serious because we're fucking 19 years old. We fucking vote. And I was like, and you know, I was only shook. Like, I was like, dude, is this, like, everybody? Mm-hmm. And we get a bad rep because we do some dumb ass shit on social media. <laughs> he goes, Snapchat? He goes, dude, one of the homies couldn't run for fuck, well, I don't know what it's called, like, ASB or whatever it is for college. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't run for that shit because he had a bunch of dick pics out. So it was, we can't be, we can't be politicians. He was being me. Honestly, it was a long conversation. It was like about 40 minutes. We were, here, we were just talking outside. And I told him, I do. I know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. I, sh- I, I show him the podcast. Well, listen to this episode. The ones with Izzy, because I took the one with the Rand Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, oh, this one, we talked about this. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, you fools talk about this shit? And I was like, not everybody. Just like, I'm sure, like, you might be exaggerating. Not all of your friends talk about this shit, but this comes up, you know. Yeah. So I got to know that, like, it's something that you got to kind of account for. Like, mm-hmm. I want this world to be a better place when I leave it. Not for me. I'm leaving it. I want it for my daughter. Yeah. You know, I want it to live in a good world. I had a good world. It's getting a little shitty. Yeah. But, you know, he's like, yeah, man. And he was just kind of, like, stuck, like, so everyone wants change. We just don't know what to do about it. Well, no, no one, no one does anything about it. Like, like how you said, people, people are scared to voice their opinion. People, people are scared. Um, to I've say, had people cancel for that reason. You can ask Izzy before I was like, hey, dude, I, I don't know. If I started doing the recording or before the recording, but I know I told them like people have legit told me like I do not want to go on there because it takes balls. Like Kennedy was an example. Kennedy's not like a Republican. But he leans more right than he does left. Right. And everyone's like, dude, I don't agree with him. But I respect the fuck that he stands behind his opinion and what he's saying. Like, yeah. that's what I'm telling you. A fact is a fact. Yeah. An opinion is an opinion. Yeah. Facts don't change. Opinions do. Yeah. It's like, I don't agree with him, but I understand his reasoning. Yeah. At the, well, at the end of the day, no one's ever going to be... Um, not everyone's going to have the same opinion there's, there's so many people about in the America. world yeah there's so many people in the world that there's always going to be different opinions but, but at the end of the day that's a good and a bad thing good because new things are created because of that bad because it could create conflict but there's always going to be a good and a bad in everything not everything is going to run smoothly if everything ran smoothly we would be in a better world which we're not uh, it's it's kind of being able to understand of what life gives you and and the situation that you're going to come across as as you continue to grow that you, that you and your family and everybody's going to be coming across but also understanding the the good things about it of being able to to speak up and do something about it too so it's kind of like you take risks you're not always going to succeed you're going to fail but you put yourself in a better situation than where you were before because you took that simple step that you learned from it or you became better from that certain situation. So, I don't know. For for me, I mean, I 
probably should be paying more attention to politics, but I don't because I my main focus is like what am I doing now, and and that that's that's what it revolves around. But then it also that will affect me later on in the long run, where it's like oh shit, I probably should have done something, or I probably should have like helped influence something to be able to make some sort of change somewhere because my attitude could have reflected upon somebody else and somebody else would have said, ah, you know what? This guy doesn't pay attention to it, so why am I going to pay attention? Then it's again... Uh, uh, that's why I want Izzy to start his political podcast. If if he... Me personally, not saying Izzy's not busy, I just... I don't have the time. I'm not saying I don't have the interest, because mm-hmm. I do, the interest is there. But to catch up on everything... Mm-hmm. If I can listen to Izzy have a one-hour show at the end of the week and recap me, that makes a hundred times easier than like today. Oh, what happened in congressional hearing? Oh, what happened in this? And I'm still like, what the fuck? I don't even know what's going on. Still don't know what's going on. Yeah, is he gonna get impeached or not? With the articles or whatever. Like, what the fuck? And I'll come Friday. I'll be like, eh, eh, me la pela ni, ni van a hacer nada, you know. Whereas if you had. I do listen to like Kyle Kalinske, which is one of the shows he recommended to me. But just kind of like get that end of the week wrap up. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam, bam. This is what happened. Almost just fact, fact, fact. And the great thing about Izzy is he'll tell you this is a fact. This is a fact. This is a fact. Now this is my opinion, and that's what the news today doesn't is give you. They mix and match. They'll mm-hmm. throw out an opinion. And then the fact right after. So when you go fact check them, not me, right? Because I fact checked. But like a lot of the people, they don't fact check. So they think all everything on the screen, every person that's talking, they think that's all fact. Yeah. Because that's what the news used to be. Right. And that is he. I know you're listening. Fucking start your podcast. But the same thing, you get me? These conversations, people, one thing I think, I don't know if it was with Izzy or with Duran, where I was telling them like, I have these conversations with my coworkers. And then someone will be like, well, you're not supposed to talk about politics at work. I'm like, well, where are we supposed to talk about it? And then the other one, whoever it wasn't Izzy, or it wasn't Randall, the other person told me the same thing. Like, yeah, that's what I told my colleague. Like, we're, we're, we're always supposed to have these conversations. Yeah. You know, they silent majority. Mm-hmm. You need to, not saying we're going to agree on everything. You know, some people tell me I'm too fucking liberal. Yeah. Like, everybody's, I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm not pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. But I get it. Mm-hmm. You've been raped. You fucking not ready for a kid. Right. Everybody like, oh fuck, can't believe we're gonna kill somebody. Yeah, you see a homeless person and you don't fucking give a fuck. Like, uh, so the you person, you're killing the person by ignoring them or just yeah. there. Like, but but then again, it, it it's kind of it it does. Like I I agree with you. Like there are certain scenarios. It's not to say that it, it, everything is is that, but. Um, if you really care so much about certain things, like yeah, pay attention to other stuff that's happening in the world. Like don't, it's not it, like like the people that that just are about like animals, like oh animals, animals, animals. Well, humans are being treated like shit too. Like yeah. why aren't you talking about that? Like why aren't you talking about uh, like kids the, in cages? Yeah, exactly. Like certain certain situations like that, and then it becomes oh well. Animals are nice to talk about, like not people in cages. That's not a good topic to talk about. Okay, so you're gonna ignore it because it's not. Does it fit your agenda? So, so it's kind of, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think you're right. I, I, I think 
um, there needs to be a better voice, and I think a lot of the media is is all paid off where it's like if people really want to drive something they're going to go ahead and and um put as much money as they can to to make that image look great there like like um just just with the whole shit right now like on your phone like if, if you talk about a certain thing after a certain <laughs> while it's going to pop up on your feed like those are paid things that get done on it. Like it's the same with the news. Like if if they if, if they want to drive the whole thing of of trying to scare people for something, it, right now everybody's getting sick. Right now, like everybody is getting sick. Like I kid you not. And in my in my office, there's like two or three people that I call out a week, every single week so far these past couple months. And it's an ongoing thing, and it's not just out here; it's it's in other states too. They're not really talking or emphasizing anything about that. It's here and there that they bring it up, but what are they talking about? Oh, the impeachment! Oh, this. So it's it's kind of like one thing goes unnoticed, and the other thing is just brought up. Like it's like, hey, look at me, look at me, and then something else is happening in the background. Where it's like it's kind of weird. Like I I think I think this has been the year that the flu or whatever is going around has been really really bad like that people have been sick not for days but going weeks like when that's what you today was the first day i felt healthy enough to be out yeah i, I like i people tell me why i take sick days i'm a trooper i just fucking rough it out since sunday dude yeah i'm i luckily i've been getting lots of sleep but I wake up feeling like shit. Like, I've been getting 10 hours sleep. Everybody knows I'm a running charge. I haven't moved in a week. I'm still at the, the 22 or 23 miles I'm at because I, I haven't been healthy enough to run. Yeah. Just feeling like shit. The flu. Just yeah. been fucking, what is it, six days now? And I don't, I don't know, man. I, everybody, like you said, everybody's been sick. One thing going back to what you said. I think the 24-hour news cycle kind of... You're always looking for the next big story. Well, so that's you get, true. You got a big news story, it doesn't matter because you're looking for the next one already. You, you want you, that next big clickbait. Right. You want that next fucking... What's going to sell fucking ads type right. shit. You're not focused on the right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that sucks. Like, the news is supposed to be educational where you're learning the information that you don't have the ability to be there or to be able to see like there's somebody that's giving you that information and now when it's bought or uh, it's being sold a different way or they get their opinion it doesn't give you two different opinions it makes it a lot harder because now people start believing certain things because uh, it goes back to social media people start believing whatever social media says if it says that it's 40 degrees outside you're checking here on your phone and it says 40 but technically it's 50 you're gonna say oh it's 40 because my phone says it's 40 it's 40 degrees like it's like you, you start believing shit that you see instead of start believing shit that's actually happening and a lot of that goes goes into what this generation is exposed to now uh having access to the phones like i remember having a brick phone like like, I'm sorry about that today. Yeah, like I got your first phone as a senior in high school. Yeah. So and I had a shitty phone. I had the Nokia Brick. Didn't I used to have a fucking Virgin Mobile? I remember playing the what is it? That the snake, snake game. Yeah. yeah. And see that that's the thing. Like back then, four 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 two three 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 to send a text. Send me to the four four four. No seven seven seven. The the only the only way 
we had access to um, media or anything of like that, you would have to have access to internet or a physical computer connected to the internet. You to don't have no wow. Wi-Fi. You don't yeah. have anything of like that. So, like, it's literally... People wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to walk into the library and do some research. Like, it was like, I got to do research if I have homework. Like, yeah. nowadays, it's like people have to do research. Oh, let me pull up my phone. Like, I'm I'm here watching a game or I'm here taking a shit. Like, Verlander's <laughs> career splits. Fucking Homo Road. <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Altuve. 2007 playoffs. Home versus Road. You're like, oh, what this people listening have told me, like, I'm like well, go ahead and fact check me. And they'll be like, dude, I fact take you right there, man. And then think about that, dude. I was there listening. Yeah. Yeah. Was, dude, one of my brother's episode, I was like, yeah, I don't know, fucking know, man. Fucking fact check me. And he was told me, I fact check you. You're wrong. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that, I, I think um, it's it, it was supposed to be a good thing being able to be exposed to that, but now you're, you're exposed to too many things. Uh, and that's one thing. We, we had a parent meeting like two weeks ago. And we're talking about it because my daughter, dude, is not even in, it's school, but it's not school yet. You feel me? Like they don't have curriculum. They don't have, it's just kind of like an introduction to school. Yeah. But they're so fucking bright at four years old that it's like school already, even though it's like, oh, this is just kind of like get them used to a pattern, kind of get them used to like, hey, this is what we do. You come, you eat, mm-hmm. you fucking play a little bit, you dance, mm-hmm. you go outside, have some playtime, come inside and you learn. Mm-hmm. And then you fucking go on with your day. But they're so fucking bright when they're like, hey, every Canadian is like way above four years old, like 30, like seven years old. Yeah. So just so you know, by the time they get seven years old, they're going to be asking questions about their anatomy oh, because shit. they're going to be like 10 year olds. And at 10 years old, they're already asking like, why are her boobs getting bigger? Why are her fucking feeling tingly down there? Like, mm-hmm. so you guys gonna be ready? And just so you know, we asked the kid, like, who lets you play with the phone? And then, you know, my kid does it when she's with me. So she said, like, my kid said, my mommy does, my daddy does it. And then some kids were like, you know, mommy and daddy, yes. Grandma, grandpa, yes. You know, just kind of like mm-hmm. doing the whole questions. And like, just so you know, your kid is gonna look for that. Like, look for what you're asking, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They are going to look for it. And I'm sure right now they might have a little kid's tablet or a little phone, but one day they're going to get your phone. And you don't have any restrictions on your phone because you don't need to because mm-hmm. it's your phone. And they're going to be looking at those things. Mm-hmm. So just be aware. <laughs> it might sound crazy to you that a seven-year-old is going to be knowing all these things. And you know, you know what the fuck I'm talking about to you listeners? And I'm like... At seven years old, dude? Like, yeah, it's I remember, like, now, my homie gave me in the locker room in fucking high school, gave me a fucking Playboy, dude. <laughs> He's like, hey, here, bro. I was like, what is it? I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what, like where are you getting in trouble? You know, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, put it back up. Hurry up, hurry up. Let me know see. <laughs> 15 years old, 16 years old. I don't know how old I was. And I was scared, you know? And then we were telling me, like, at seven years old, and we're letting you know, because this is where we're catching kids trying to get onto at the library. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? I do she's four. Next year's first grade. Like, no, next year's kinder. Oh, my. You know, kind of like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, not a panic attack, but like a, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? What yeah. the fuck am I going to do? Whatever I have this conversation. You know what I mean? And it's because they're 
exposed to the world. You know, the internet was for universities to get information from one research lab to the other. Mm-hmm. And then it became a thing, like, okay, fuck, you can put anything on there and you can reach anybody. Remember back in the day, forums were like, hey, um, I don't really know how to do an oil change. Can somebody talk me through? And then people would be like, hey, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And, wow, thank you, so nice. And so I was like, hey, go fuck yourself, fucking loser. You don't know how to do an oil change. You're not a man. <laughs> and then it became a thing. You could post comments and you could fucking make another website. Hey, that guy was mean. Don't talk to yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then MySpace. And then Google was early on. And then Yahoo Mail. And then all that shit. And now, these kids, you know, fucking YouTube. Mm-hmm. Remember last year? When, <laughs> that shit was funny. When that fucking face or whatever, the, on the YouTube videos for kids. And people were like, oh, what? You should keep an eye out for what you're watching. Oh, that long face. Yeah, what your kids are watching on YouTube. And yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like me are like, bitch, you should already be seeing what your fucking kids are watching. <laughs> That's a trip, right? Yeah. Seven years old. She's four, and they had a parent meeting. They're just part of the, like, this is what they're going to get into. That's nuts, man. And yeah. it's because of the internet. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. So their curiosity, in the back of the day, we think, and we're like, all right, fuck it, tell me to go play Pogs. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me to ride the fucking skateboard. You would, you would, what, they had like three computers in the classroom, and then like, you were lucky, and then what, the only thing that you would be able to go on when you actually do Excellent. have like, yeah, it, it's, it's you doing a school program, yeah. it's like, it doesn't say, oh, like, you jump onto the internet, it's literally the program's yeah. the only thing installed in that actual computer that you could actually do. Like, nowadays, it's like they go on it and people have to pay attention, like how you said, like, oh, what are they looking at? What are they searching? Like, it's like, it's it's, it's crazy, dude, like, the day of age of how it's changed and how how everything has, has become, because now it's like, everything's, literally, any information is at the disposal of your cell phone now. Yeah. You don't, you could be anywhere and you could get that information. That's so crazy. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy ride like just seeing it now and then only where it's gonna evolve I've, I've talked about this with my friend well you're my friend right but I mean with my friends like on just in general like mm-hmm. I think it was a Phillips episode I mentioned like technology's gonna keep evolving yeah like what's the next part mm-hmm. integrated with us like mm-hmm. a chip of some sort or some shit like, I, that's where I think we're headed and um, imagine like hey do you want the chip in your kid nah well everybody else did so that's what be the new vaccination you know like if they ever get kidnapped you'll never know where they're at right and it was like dude I can't believe you didn't chip your kid so that's where it's gonna lead to I mean, in my opinion I've been saying it for years that's what I feel I, and you'll be like like nobody will know where it's at except you so I, I honestly I feel that <laughs> So for for me, I feel that a lot of the technology is already discovered. It's just a matter of implementation. Yeah. yeah, and I think that a lot of it does come like I I mean for I believe in like I guess you could say aliens and stuff like that. Like I I believe in all that, and I I and and the funny thing about that is that. If you look back to see of all the people, the inventors that have created something, it's always came in a dream to them. 
where they where they seen themselves creating what they wanted or they envisioned envisioned it in their dreams so it's kind of a lot of, of what a lot of people would say it's kind of like somebody put that dream into their head because they knew that they had the ability to make something that was already created before aliens if you're listening put some bad shit in my head i know <laughs> but but see that, that that was my whole thing um I, I mean, I believe that there is a greater thing out there, I, what it is, who knows, but I, I believe that if we're alive, then there has to be something else alive. I mean, there's animals, there's plants, there's everything, and, and this is just in one, one world. Um, there's a bunch of different worlds out in the universe that we haven't even discovered we've yet to even go into certain parts of the world that have been discovered there's still rainforest that has yet to see the life of a person out there i mean there i, mean, I think it's all and then the ocean possibility yeah we, we, the ocean we haven't we, we've really been gone. to 10% of the ocean yeah. and it's 75% of the earth yeah so there i i think that there's a lot of things there that we haven't discovered the so there there's like there's no reason that there wouldn't be no other thing out there if, if we've yet to even discover it. That's the thing. That's gonna be it'll be crazy for the next few years. Well not the next few years, the next however long we're alive. Yeah. Technology advancements. Uh Roy um as you know, doing this fucking 2020 challenge 20 challenges for 2020 we call it 2020 vision it's beautiful there's a lot of people doing it and um, one thing I said I'm going to try to get everybody on this year to join one of the challenges so I was going to ask you if you're down to join one of them I'm up for it yeah I wish I could sound more excited I'd be like yeah (laughs) surprised yeah which one do you want to do I think I'll have to take a look at some of the stuff. Motherfucker, right now, so they can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at the stuff. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Keep talking. No, well, the only one that I, that I that I've seen constantly was the running one. Oh yeah, that one. That, that one got heat. That one got heat because everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I don't run. I haven't ran in fucking ten years. Like, I'm enjoying." I'm like, okay, because that's how we do it. Fucking twenty twenty challenge. It's about fucking being better. You know, fucking. Trying to do. Oh, here it is. See, look at that real quick. Don't scroll to the left or the right. Probably see it left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the. ¿Cómo se dice? Oh, I like to read sixteen books. That's pretty cool. Ten minute meditation. That's something that I. It's been tough, considered. dude. Don't do it. It's cool. It peace of mind, dude. Not so mellow yellow like that soda. Drink. Uh, do you drink soda? Uh, here and there, like whenever I have a meal. What? I, do. I don't you eat three meals a day, man? No. I, I don't either. I'm doing no bad. I'm trying it out. I tried keto, and ooh, I know you guys fucking don't mind. My poops were gross. Because <laughs> there's no, no fiber? No, I, I, I don't do it because of a, a purpose. It's just that I... When I'm working, I get stuck working that it's kind of like... Uh, I'm just like, you know yeah. what? I'll eat in like in another two hours. I'm okay. Yeah. And I just change my mentality. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to eat at this time. Same, dude. Which is... Um, it's not right. a good thing, but... That's why when you... 
you text me like I'm 25 minutes out or whatever. I, I didn't know. I didn't think you were gonna cancel. I was like, all right, he's busy. I'll hit him up in a little bit. Uh, me and my daughter wanted to go have dinner at In and Out. Oh, cool. And then that was my first meal of the day. I didn't even realize it. Sometimes I didn't even realize it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. And then once you know you're right there in the light, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. Because <laughs> I haven't ate nothing. <laughs> and it's called Old Man, one meal a day. And so I had a three by three with the animal soft fries, like right before I came. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a heavy ass meal. But that's the only thing I want all day, so I'm fucking good. And I probably won't eat for another 24 hours. <laughs> so for the challenges, I think. <laughs> Some people are doing like 11. Seven, seven, five, five. I'm gonna do I'm to two. Do I'm gonna do two. The read sixteen books and the ten minute meditation. Beautiful. I like those. Do me a favor. I mean, by the time they listen to it, they'll already see your screenshot. Send me a message to the podcast page so the fans can see. They're like, people are really doing this shit. I'm like, yeah. And then people fucking are really doing this shit. Yeah. Which one's the second one? Meditation. 10-minute meditation. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's always a books one. Books. Fucking. So many people ask me about some dumbass questions about books. <laughs> Whatever. It's a short story. Dude, I don't care. If it's a, if it's a challenge. It's a ch- no, it's a challenge, man. It's yeah. a challenge. If it's a challenge to you, then it's a challenge. If it's yeah. not, don't fuck it. I'm not giving award cash. I'm not giving away cash prices. <laughs> <sighs> now I'm just ranting. Now I'm just ranting. All right, Roy. It's not a South Help podcast. At least it feels like it right now. Cause everybody's over here sending me badass messages and shit. It's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. <laughs> pretty nice. Pretty nice. Reassuring. Um, but we call it words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Give the audience. They're still listening. Just so you know, people listen all the way through. <laughs> I do love you guys um, give them something let's say they hated the show for some reason just give them something they'd be like hey at least your boy will hit you with some fucking some motivationals <laughs> give them some words of wisdom I'm gonna go off of what I base my days off of which is be better than yesterday oh so my my whole thing is always um, nobody's perfect but you could be better than what you were before. And if you're able to find something bad from the day before and make it good the day after, you become a better person. Meditation's going to help you. You're going to love it. I know. That's a good quote. And that meditation is going to tie right into your watch. Nice. You're going to be like, Whoosh. honestly, I feel, I feel way better after meditating. It feels like a workout almost. Yeah? Because mentally, like, mentally, I, I start there. And then I fucking just chill out. I'm like, hey, to shut up, hey, to shut up, hey, to shut up. And I shut up, and I just do it. Sometimes when I, like, get out of it, it's been like 30 minutes, and people tell me, you're full of shit. I'm like, dude, it's been like 30 minutes. Because, <laughs> like, I'll look at the phone, I'll be like, okay, 10 minutes. And I just blank out. I'm sure for, like, 5, 10 minutes, I'm trying to just blank out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I can be done right now. And I'm like, bitch, this is a meditation. And it doesn't always get like that, you know what I mean? So it's like trying to... I think the goal is try to meditate or meditate. I don't know. So to meditate, is it to just not think of anything and just draw a blank? You, well, I don't always get there, though. You get me? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, all right, well, fuck. It's been like 20 minutes and I'm still fucking trying to find my zen. Right. And so I'm like, all right, I got to call it because I got to get ready for work. Right. You get me? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the process was there. Yeah. It just didn't reach. And then sometimes I'll be like, all right. 
Yes, or you were close. Just don't focus on anything. Focus on your breathing, but don't focus on your breathing. Every time you focus on your breathing, mm-hmm. but you're not supposed to focus on anything. So you're like, focus on your breathing, like, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And then I'll just be like, gone. And I'll be like, I want to tell you to get off today. And I'll be like, oh shit, I'm back. So, I don't know what the fuck. It's a peace of mind. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe I think the challenge was meditate ten minutes a day. But I, I worded it wrong. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I should have like try to meditate because mm-hmm. it's fucking hard. Right. I'm telling you, like, every day I haven't. But I feel like I put ten minutes into it minimum a day. I done the water one. Only one day I haven't reached the goal. But reading sixteen books. That's, I haven't even started. <laughs> Good words of wisdom. Uh, the last part. This is everybody's favorite. How long do you think we did? How long do we do you think we did? Yeah. Um, two hours. Oh, beautiful. This is what I like to hear. Two fifty-three. Oh shit. It's about to be two fifty-four actually. Let's wrap it up. Say goodbyes. Do you want to follow you on the grams and the social medias or not really? Nah, nah I don't care. All right. <laughs> okay, that's my boy Ray Lopez. Say goodbye. Alright guys. Toodaloo. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Remember if nobody loves you, Hector loves you. Good night. <laughs> good night. Or good morning. We don't know where the fuck you're listening. <laughs>